excuse me, uh, not to shit on anyone's riff here, but let me just see if I grasp this concept, okay? You're suggesting that we take some fucking parking shuttles and reinforce them with some aluminum siding and then just head on over to the gun store we watch our good friend Andy play some cowboy movie jump on the covered wagon bullshit. Then, we're gonna drive across the ruined city through a welcome committee of a few hundred thousand dead cannibals all so that we can sail off into the sunset on this fucking asshole's boat and head for some island that for all we know doesn't even exist? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 70. Welcome to the Buzzed Kill Podcast, where when there's no more beer in the fridge, the drunks will walk the earth. Probably in the traffic. We apologize in advance. <laughs> I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. And who's this hunked man meat over who's here? This tall drink of water. I am Vito. Hey, <laughs> Vito's back. The famous Vito. You've heard us mention him n- numerous times, usually because he's correcting things that yeah, we've said. Yeah, I was going to say, are... he's, he's famous around these parts because he makes us look like fucking idiots. <laughs> that's that's pretty much why he's famous around here. I don't make you look that way. We make, us our, <laughs> we make ourselves look like idiots. <laughs> it's true, it's true. But no, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. We're happy to have you. And also, uh, Vito's lovely wife is joining us again. Hi, Aaron. Hey. Hey. She's drinking on some, some wine that Sip, was... Sipping on some shard. It's some second, second, <laughs> second-hand wine. It's... Uh... <laughs> Was it yours? It was. That it was. Wrong. It was regifted to me by somebody who it was regifted to. That was left over from a party. <laughs> Basically, no one likes Chardonnay. Stop, pretty, pretty stop gifting Chardonnay. Uh, anyway, Mike, what uh, what brings you into the Great White? Midwest. Well, I wanted to remember what it's like to have your face hurt when you walk outside, and <laughs> I, I got that satisfaction. Yeah. So, <laughs> Vito, Vito is from um, you know Hollywood. He's one of those Hollywood types, mm-hmm. and uh, comes back home once a year just to tell us how much he hates our state because face hurts. It's mostly just to see you. <laughs> at least at least ours isn't on fire right now. That's, that's true. <laughs> Bring well, some of the yeah. snow back with you. It'll it'll put everything out. Yeah, we're just you know jamming. Uh, a bunch of family fun into two weeks, and uh, and then getting out before we're frozen over. Nice. He's uh, the only person I know of that can see his family for two weeks straight and still call it fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he's the only one that can do that. <laughs> Come on, you'd love to hang out with your family for two weeks straight. Maybe like two hours maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> and still I, wouldn't call it fun yeah exactly <laughs> i'm sure somebody there would get him, get him on nerves but, i could um, i could hang out with justin's family for two weeks straight and aw, still call shucks. it fun your parents your parents are they they like to go to casinos and spend a bunch of money and get stuff for free and also just be real sweet yeah it's mm-hmm. <laughs> true and i would hang out with your parents just swap yeah, they're all right. We'll, we'll leave our wives yeah. and fiancés at home, and we'll go to our parents' houses. Oh, <laughs> a, parent, a, a parent swap? It'll be, this would it'll make be a great show. Like a, I'm saying, like a new a TV porno. show. Folk swap. Folk swap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not to be compared with the I was gonna adult say. version. Fuck swap. Fuck swap. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so yes, uh, we are here. What are we talking about tonight? Um. Oh. 
That, I was caught off guard by that. Is that usually, I'm keeping you on your toes. Is that usually how we do this? I can never remember. Uh, so tonight, that's not how we usually do that. <laughs> you should still know the answer. I thought we were gonna like. I thought we were gonna hey, be like, "How's everybody been?" We're and, going off script. It's okay, guys. I I gotta stay. I'm like, I'm not. A, all, right, all right, all right, fine. Before we get to what we're doing tonight, no, hey, I got, Jim, no, I got, how was no, your week? No, I got cramps and my I'm sweating. Jeez. <sighs> Well, then lead. Let me just hold I mean, on. If I'm doing this wrong. So how's everybody's week been? Oh, it's been great. No, let's talk about what we're talking <laughs> about this week. So uh, so this week, Vito is in town, and he brought a very special brew with him. He did. He I did. did. Um, but before we get there, how was your week, man? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough. It was rough, Mike. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> I, okay, yeah. I can, are we gonna talk about the beer now? Like he is this just is, laughing really hard. <laughs> this is this is seriously like you're always getting on my case about the format. Don't we don't we usually do corrections and yeah, all that just, stuff before we? I'm just throwing you off right oh now, and it's God. it's hilarious. Don't do this to me. I'm seriously starting to sweat right now. Well, you'll love this when you listen back. Oh, just, I know, right? Just you, I know, right? probably. I'm like, um, improvisation <laughs> is not my thing. I need to stick to a script. That's not true. Um, actually, before, in, in all seriousness, no, before we do get into everything, yeah. we do have some news on something we touched on last week, that being a certain screening. Oh, geez. We have a definitive answer. <laughs> are we, we, a definitive are we done answer. with this yet? Well, we will be. We will <clears> be. <throat> uh, we, um, after many emails back and forth to the good people at Gather, um, it's officially dead. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. Never again. <laughs> Never was. Never. Never will be. <laughs> yeah, uh, they they informed us that uh, apparently some of the ticket sales were canceled, which is false. Well, we, at least the ones that they're saying were canceled. Yeah, so. because we we know that for a certain reason. Um, well, you know, you know I'll, I'll even go ahead and say it. We were we were extremely excited about the screening. We we wanted to make it happen at any cost. The day, as I'm sure if you were one of the people that we reached out to and annoyed the hell out of, you know that we were pushing really hard that last day to get the tickets sold. We managed to sell about 60 of them sure. in and the last four hours. We decided that <clears throat> if it got within a reasonable number that we would eat the cost of the rest just because we really wanted to make this happen. And, and then was, sell them for cash to our friends or just give them away to sure, our listeners or something. Right, right. Produce, yeah. do a promotion or something. And, and as always is the case, people are coming out of the woodwork after time's up saying, oh, can I get tickets still? And, I, and dude, so I'm, we'd be able to make some so back. many text messages from people and, and Facebook requests and with people saying, oh, is it too late to get in on that? Yeah. I'm like, the last message I sent you was four days ago, and I said, I have four hours to sell <laughs> these tickets to you. Yes, your time is up, you um, son of a so bitch. So we ended up, though, eating almost $200 worth of tickets. Almost. Yeah. After all the fees Which, and whatnot. What Which, was it? Eight, uh, 15 tickets or 12 tickets or whatever? Uh, I, think, it was, I think we bought 17 tickets between yeah. the two of us. So, ten, you know, 10 bucks a piece, that's 170 plus $2.50 a ticket. Whatever. So you don't close, need to. <laughs> whatever we're saying, close to $200. Yeah. And, and so we were, we were, we were committed, though. We were going to make this happen and because uh, everybody, everybody was looking forward to it. And as far as we could tell, there was no ticket cap. No. You know, they didn't they didn't say on the website anywhere that we couldn't do that. So we just figured we'll buy those up. We'll sell them. To our friends for mm-hmm. the ten dollars without the two two fifty surcharge, mm-hmm. and and then eat the cost of the surcharge and sure. just call it good, and then we'll have the screening. So, long story short, the screening tipped. We were all set to go. We got like, the confirmation. We, we got the confirmation. They said we're we're just going to nail down all the uh, details with the theater, and then about ten minutes later, Mike called me and told me that 
it, it had canceled. been canceled. And so, like he said, after a few emails back and forth with the president of the company, uh, he basically told us that yeah. the two transactions that we made at the end were canceled, which, which we didn't cancel them. Yeah. So I don't know if they just saw that we bought 17 of the tickets and decided that they didn't want which, us to do business like that. Doesn't which doesn't make sense to me because they're getting their money they're anyway. Their so money, yeah. I think at the end of the day, we were extremely butthurt over this when, when everything <laughs> first went down. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, though, you know, after we digested it, you know, something happened somewhere. We don't know exactly what it was. They're telling us one thing. We're saying something else. Something, there was a chink in the armor somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it happened. So it is, it is what it is. Um, we're still going to work on trying to do something, yeah. some, some kind of smaller scale screening or something like that. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for that. I don't know. Yep. It'll, but, uh, it'll come up sometime. Yep, so you'll, if, we, if we do that, yeah, <laughs> we're really good at not making things happen actually. But, um, if it happens then you guys will be the, the first or second or third to know. And, um, yeah, we'll go from there. That's right. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, now that all that bull crap is out of the way. Um, tomfoolery. Tomfoolery. Tom uh, we got some stuff wrong last week, gentlemen. Or... Did yeah, I? Gentlemen. Did I? Uh, I think we all did, oh. sort of, in a way. Not as much as I thought. I had a lot of notes, and most of them actually were good, but... Uh, the Killer Clowns transfer that I was talking about that wasn't great on the uh, Blu-ray was not the actual Blu-ray. It's the DVD that I own that does not have a great transfer on it. So I know there is a Blu-ray that's available. Whether or not that's just the same transfer, just you know, encoded better, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's the DVD that looks like kind of crap. Yeah. So this new Blu-ray coming out will uh, definitely be a step up. Right on. Um, we said we we both said that it doesn't matter who who the actor is <clears throat> behind a masked killer in a horror movie because it's just a mask. And we could not have been more wrong. Because there's only one good Michael Myers, and that was in the first movie. All the rest of them kind of sucked. When did we say that? We did. We did. I don't, I don't, we say I don't remember that. hearing that either. You only got to the news. <laughs> no, I got to the... When you're talking about Nick Castle and seeing how great he is, because he's this the best is, Michael Myers, this is which not is going contradicting to be an, what you're saying I'm, right now. I'm going to challenge you on this, because I don't think I, right. I ever said that. Okay. I'm going to challenge you. I, I I don't know who said it, but we agreed on it though. It was it was in our it was it was in our conversation. We don't usually listen to anything he says. Exactly. So. I think I think I said something along the lines of, uh, "Well, it's a mass killer, so what does it matter?" And you go, "Yeah, well, I think you agree." Yeah, with that me. was stupid of you to say. Mm. It was stupid of me to say. Yeah, let's just clearly, agree that you're clearly stupid. there are better Jasons, Kane Hunter. Yeah. Over all the rest of them. Sure. Uh, better Leatherfaces, better Michael Myers, better. I would argue that the, I would argue though that you said Nick Castle was the only good Michael would, Myers. The, well, the best though, like it, doesn't, it matters who's behind the mask. Because Tyler Maine was really good. That's true, he was. Regardless of whether you like the zombie movies or not, Tyler Maine was a good Michael Myers. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Please see episode fifty-one of the Halloween remake. Was that episode? No, 51? I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, we did. We did do it though. What, what episode was that? Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> well, we did though. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> um, Bruce Davison played a senator in X Men, not the president. I made that mistake. Um, Idiot. No Country for Old Men is yeah. These are all mine, by the way. Uh, no Country <laughs> yeah, for I Old noticed. Men is the movie that doesn't have a soundtrack. Not There Will Be Blood. I always get. Oh. I always get those two uh, mixed up. Titles sound very similar. Because mm-hmm. There Will Be Blood sounds like the movie that should be, because it's like well, a, a Western, you, I think. Are you sure? Of. They both yeah. came no, out the not, same year, too. Did they? Mm-hmm. 
Are you sure? Because I thought yeah, that was, no, I, I, I thought that was one of the things about there will be blood that it's no, no. I looked it out. Is I, I, literally I do know today. that no country for old men has no music. Yeah, okay. that's that's the one that came out that year. That was like it's it's a fantastic movie, but it can be sort of a grueling watch because there's there's nothing to kind of glue everything together. It's which, just, it's a silent movie. But which one is somehow. about the which one is about the oil that's wars? There will be blood. Okay, yeah. that might not have music. I don't remember. No, it does because you can buy the sound. When I was looking it up, you oh, can okay. actually like look up the soundtrack for it. And it's, there's like a composer and all that stuff. Okay. So, yeah. uh, and the last thing is uh, Gary Busey was in Predator Two. Oh not no, not Predator. What? You we were talking oh, about Jake. We're talking like... about Jake Busey in the new in the new Predator movie, and okay. how the rumor was he's playing Gary Busey's character's son. Oh, okay. And I just said that he was in the first one, not the second one. That's all. So, well, shut, shut up. It was girl. another one of yours, but we probably should have caught it. So it's. It, the oh, fact that, that yeah. Gary Busey was in the yep, the I knew first he one. was in the the franchise. Just I got the wrong movie. That's all. Um, but Jake Busey. So Jake Busey is he is playing the son of that character. It was rumored. Oh, I have no idea. So it's it's just rumors at this point. But right yeah, on. have you heard anything about I it? I hope so. No, I mean, it would make sense. He looks exactly. It'd be really ironic to have great. two people that look exactly alike in the same <laughs> in the same <laughs> world. But but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, today. What we're talking about is uh, we we decided because Vito, when did you pick up this beer? Uh, probably a week before I flew in. Oh, for some reason I thought you had it a long time ago. I lost the box. Can you pull this out real quick? Well, before while James is hunting down the box here, uh, got it. There was a beer when we when we first started this podcast, and I was looking up you know horror movie beers or beers that had something to do with movies in general. This is one of the first beers that I saw, and it is not available in Michigan at all. You can't get it, they can't order it, it's just not, you know. They can't order it even? If it, it all, if only if a distributor carries it, and if, the, if there's no distributor that has the account for the brewery, then no. Mm. You know, they only, you know, only certain, like, you can only get, um, like, well, Bell's is not a good example, because I'm sure that's nationwide. But um, like, what's a smaller? Bell's is nationwide. We just talked no, about no, that no, last that's, week. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's not a good example. Uh, um, Atwater. Atwater. Right? Yeah, like you can't probably get Atwater in every single state. Yeah. Can you get Atwater I, in California? Actually, I don't know. Well, yeah. you, but oh, you can. Yeah. Well, fuck it. You know what I'm talking about. Not every yeah. beer is. Available Nobody knows anymore. what you're talking <laughs> Dragon about. Beer. Dragon <laughs> meat. I don't, I don't know. That what, could what be too happened? <laughs> what happened was I sent you a picture of this. I'm like, why haven't you done this yet? And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, we don't have it. I'm like, what? So I looked into it, and yeah, it doesn't ship to Michigan. Yep. I couldn't. Um, I tried to ship it to Michigan. Michigan. Wow. Michigan is one of the states that actually has a law about sending alcohol in the mail. Certain states you can actually legally ship it. Michigan oh. is not a state. Oh, that I thought legally... that was. I thought it was a nationwide thing that you. Couldn't... We've had some shipped to us before. But yes. Technically speaking, you're not supposed to. Um, Same so laws that... apply for like crystal meth. That sucks, man. Thanks oh, to. Where do you get, where do you get yours? <laughs> UPS. Oh, oh, there you go. We've had some. We've had some shipped to us. Uh, for for legal purposes, just so that they don't pinch them, because you know that a lot of high profile like. Mm. FBI people and stuff listen to our show. It's true. It's true. Uh, from a guy known as Clown Shoes Schmeev. Schmeev. Yes, we'll just leave it at that. Mm. Uh, anyway, though, but the stuff that the beer in question is uh, is a red IPA called Dawn of the Red. Dawn of the Red. It's the most perfect beer to be discussing tonight's topic with. Exactly, which is Dawn of the Dead. Oh, I thought we did day. Yeah. Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are we're talking about the original uh, what 1978. Yep. Dawn of the Dead. George A. Romero and uh, Zach Sni- Zach Snyder. 
Yep. Yeah. Zach, Zach yeah. Snyder's. I know it's uh, shocking. Two- he made a good movie. <laughs> Zach, it's absolutely shocking. Zach Snyder. <laughs> Zach Snyder's 2004 remake. So uh, this is Dawn of the Red from Ninkasi Brewing Company in Eugene, Oregon. I've never even heard of Ninkasi. Have you? Ooh, say it again. Ninkasi. Ninkasi. Having <laughs> <laughs> uh, too much fun. There was something on. Hold on. Okay. So it's been a long since I've seen you, Vito. Come it's on. good to see you. It's I'm, good to I'm be back here. I'm enjoying myself. Dawn of the Red, Red India Pale Ale. Bursting with tropical notes, this red IPA captures the bright complexity of El Dorado and mosaic hops. An assertive hop presence is carried by a subtle caramel backbone, unearthing a beer that is flavorful and juicy. Ooh. I do love it. I do love a good juicy brew. And I like their uh, I like their little saying here. It's perpetuate better living. Which is ironic on the side of a beer bottle. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody's perfect. Uh, yeah, let's give this a try. Cheers, right. boys and girl. Cheers. Oh, it's good. That is really good. That is. Listen, I um. I can really taste the mosaic. Hops. <laughs> I don't know. Hops. This, this tastes like it's been in a suitcase. <laughs> oh yeah, fun fact, Vito was only was only able to bring five of these out of the six pack because because the last beard tipped the scale on, on on his baggage. It was exactly fifty pounds. Now how much would you have had to pay if it was like twelve like I don't what does a beer weigh it's like? like Seventy five dollars or something. I don't know. It's About twelve ounces. <laughs> Wait, seven, if your if your bag is over just a little bit, it's an extra seventy five bucks, no it's, matter what. Maybe, maybe it's like thirty five. I don't know. That's stupid, though. Not I mean, could, it still would have been worth it. But not, yeah, not, couldn't you couldn't you have thrown out like a few pairs of socks or but something? I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I did the you know take your bathroom scale out where there's more room and lift your suitcase over your head <laughs> and subtract. I put a couple. In is my that really what you did? Too. Yes, Aaron. Aaron put some in her suitcase as well. Oh, still, okay. Still nice. couldn't fit the six. <clears throat> so you guys were wow. So you were really exact on your your fifty pounders, eh? Yep. Wow. You could have you could have done maybe without one or two of those those big dildos you got for gifts. <laughs> Just, Just take those, take those out of the well, bag. Well, they cost some, you know too much for shipping. That's true. I. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but you're right. You do have a good point. <laughs> plus, 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 bring that as your carry-on. Just put it in your lap. And when people are walking by plus, you in the plane. Plus, then he, plus then he wouldn't have anything to give to his mom for Christmas. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> so that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. All right. All right, so we missed something last week. Oh no! We missed a death last week. We did. We did. Who's? Uh, an actor that goes by the name. I'm assuming it's his real name, but mm-hmm. he goes by the name Alfie Curtis. Name Elf. ring a bell? Uh, the only Alfie I know is from Game of Thrones. Played a character in a certain cult favorite movie. Yeah. Not even cult at this point, but uh, called Doctor Evazan. <laughs> Doctor Evazan. I'm gonna look that you up. Clearly, this is a name because he looks like he struggled with <laughs> because that name. this is a name that the character did not have in the actual movie and it was given afterwards. This might uh, shed some light on it for you. Hello. 
This was a bad idea. It's coming. It's not coming. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. Here it is. He doesn't like you. Oh. You'll be dead! No, that's horror movie related. Thank yeah, you, Mike. A, oh, fuck you. It is so <laughs> genre. It's Star Wars, baby. But uh, no, the guy that... That, that, that character... That, that that shitty clip shed yeah, light... Yeah, it was terrible. It, it was shed terrible. light on nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. It was. It worked in my head, I promise. No, but the uh, that guy, though, that played uh, played the, uh, the the guy that's wanted in 12, uh, 12 Systems or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he passed away. He doesn't like you. He doesn't yeah. like you. I don't like you. He has a cam. Well, I don't think it's the same actor, but he uh, okay. has a cameo in Rogue One. My, oh, do, does oh he? did he really? That character does. Oh, oh, you're right. You're right. Um, I think that uh, the reason we were confused is because, if I'm not mistaken, he said he was in a movie called Doctor Evazan. Oh, what did you I? I, I, might, you said, I, yeah. might, I might have. So he played a character called Doctor Doctor Evazan. In Star cult, Wars. In a little cult movie called Star Wars. Episode 4. Yeah, that's why we were confused, because you were trying to do something with that it that cute. you just shouldn't have. My apologies. That was cute. Words are hard. Sometimes I just don't know how to use them properly. I don't like you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what else? Um, okay, so this sucks. Um, Ash versus Evil Dead is once again facing a little bit of hardship. Uh, so... Altice USA, uh, which is the fourth largest cable fighter in the company, yeah. has dropped the country. Star. Country has there you what, go. What I say? Company. No company. Well, company in the country. <laughs> what? That's a country. It's the fourth largest cable <laughs> provider in the cable com- cable provider company. Well, okay, okay, uh, I guess this okay. makes sense. Oh okay, my God, yeah. Michael. Get your Words shit together. Today. Words today. America's a company. That's. <laughs> What he's trying to say. The truth is out there. It's the fourth largest cable provider in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have dropped the Stars Network, which oh, means really? the numbers already are dwindling for Ash vs. Evil Dead. And now you're not going to get those <clears throat> numbers from that company. So much that uh, uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead, the, the show, has actually started a petition called Save uh, Save Stars. And you can go there and petition to uh, Eltice to keep Stars as part of their lineup. Well, they should just they should shift that uh, that that energy to trying to get Netflix to pick up. Well, here's the thing: Netflix Ash. has season one and season two now, right. and I almost wonder if that move will be good in the long run. If because if season one and season two two do really well on mm-hmm. Netflix, then they might have reason to pick it up if it gets dropped from Stars. Right. So I mean, there's always a little bit of hope there. I know that the creators want to keep making it for as long as they can. So it's a it, it has a. a it has a built-in fan base too. I mean, it would, I, I'm not good with business, but I imagine it would be a smart move for Netflix because it, it's already got the fan base there. Not only because it's already had two previous seasons, but the, the franchise itself. Oh yeah, it's, is it's wildly popular. You know, legendary I, at this right, point. Yeah. I think that I think it would be a smart move, but what do yeah. I know? Um, yeah. So I mean, we'll see how that works out. Um, another TV show that is in a little bit of peril is uh, the X Files. So the X Files just had their season premiere uh, last night. At this point, we're yeah. recording on Thursday, so uh, this Wednesday. Uh-huh. And um, Gillian Anderson has has doubled down on the fact that this was her last season of the X Files. She's done. Uh, she was supposed to be done at ten. 
but she didn't like the way that it wrapped up, and so she agreed to come back for one more season to kind of finish her story arc. Which we we kind of we kind speculated of, yeah. that maybe they did that on purpose because they they thought she was on well, on her way out. Yeah, and season ten was originally <laughs> planned as just a one off like return return uh, season. And it's then, basically supposed to be like a mini series. Yeah, right? and then they ended it with more questions than they started it with. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> good job, Chris Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, on the heels of that, though, Chris Carter has said that if Jillian Anderson's out, he's out because really? he does not he does not have an X Files without both Scully and Mulder, which I find ironic because at the end of the original run, they were both not there. It was two other. It wasn't two other guys or that took up. I, no, I've, I thought I, Jillian I'm, Anderson was in it. But it was Robert Patrick who yes. kind of took over. For yeah, the Robert, oh, Bob yeah, Patrick was in it. And even still, it wasn't both of them, though. So it's like kind of ironic that he would walk away from it now, especially after the success that season 10 was. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I think uh, I think David Duchovny well, could probably do that it himself. Was, that, was after, that was after nine seasons, though. Like, was Robert Patrick only in the last season? I don't recall. I think he was, it was either the last two or last I think season. that he I'm started sure. off as like a... Like, he was in a couple episodes here and there, and then they brought him in more full-time. Because I can kind of understand the idea of not wanting to continue it if she's out this this uh, short into the... Like, this soon into the like the, the newly uh, released... Revamped. Yeah. yeah, revamped show. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, that was already seven, eight, nine seasons in, whatever the hell it was when Bob Patrick showed up. So you already had a show. So they're inje- like injecting now it's, new blood. It's a little right now. It's you've only got a season and a half, and to think that you're already going to replace one of the the main actors, mm-hmm. it seems like you. Yeah, yeah. I understand so where he's coming from. I I can see Fox though. If David Duchovny stays on board, I can see Fox just doing it themselves without Chris Carter because they they can they they own the rights. Yeah. So I can see them doing it. Whether or not it would be the smart choice, I think that Duchovny could could do it. You know. Yeah. Maybe replace uh, Jillian Anderson with, oh, I don't know, Rosie? <laughs> Ro- Rosie who? O'Donnell. O'Donnell? There's a lot yeah. of Rosies. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> All of the Rosies. Can we just episode? trail off and <laughs> just start saying things? Thank you. Thank, All right, thank, um, you thank you for saying that. So <laughs> I feel like saying it every week, but if I said it every week, then I would feel like I was bullying right. him. So this is v- this is Vito's last uh, last episode on the Buzzkill podcast. No, he's <laughs> never <laughs> invited. He's actually skyping in for every episode year. from now on. <laughs> All right, so uh, there's a new Slenderman movie coming out. Oh yeah, Slenderman. Um, <laughs> which the trailer looks fantastic. If you've seen it, it's creepy. I didn't watch it. It yet. looks it looks really good. I keep meaning to. It's uh, a week less than a week out of the trailer premiering. And it's already stirring up controversy. Before you get into that, because that's kind of like uh, mood killer for a second. Oh, sure. There, I, I forgot to tell you guys when we went to um, at Halloween, uh, we went to that street in Romeo. Uh, oh, Tilson, yeah. Tilson, Tilson yeah. Street that has all the crazy decked out uh, Halloween displays. Like they have to do it if they live there. Right. They had there was one of the houses had just tons of Slendermen. Oh, really? All over their driveway in the front yard. It was super creepy. That's cool. Like the like the Slenderman himself, the imagery is pretty spooky mm-hmm. to yeah. me like when you see all the doctored photos on online of you know the pictures of little kids from the 1950s or something and then like way off in the background just barely able you can just like just giant barely, lanky yeah, like, oh yeah it's, it's creepy it's freaky it's like a thin people just creep me out seeing a, yard, <laughs> a yard full of them was just like whoa that's not walk past that house because they're gonna be real <laughs> but uh but go ahead um Okay, yeah. Uh, so the Slenderman movie is is coming out, and this trailer is already stirring up controversy. What? Uh, there are people that are really not happy that they have made 
a movie out of this. What? Uh, a few years back, there oh. was uh, there was an incident, yeah. and this was like five years or so after the initial like stories kind of started being spread around the internet and whatnot. Right. But there was an incident where two 12-year-old girls stabbed another 12-year-old girl 19 times, yep. nearly killing her. And, uh, As a sacrifice to, to the Slender, Slender Man. Man. Yep, and they said the Slender Man made him do it. And Nineteen that. times, nearly killing yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got that twentieth time. That's how many times it takes to kill someone with yeah. a knife. It's twenty, 20. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's something very distasteful in that joke. <laughs> Have you ever seen Ricky Six? No, I need. I uh, our it's buddy like Chris a, always tells us about never it. Never released. I think it's still on YouTube. I saw it on YouTube, but it's similar to that. It's like a yep. satanic cult. The beginnings. Of like a kid getting obsessed with it. Ricky Six, isn't that isn't that the name of the dude from? No, that's uh, Nikki Six. No, 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 <laughs> from no. Motley Crue. <laughs> no, uh, in Deathgasm, the movie that we just watched wasn't wasn't the guy from? Uh, uh, what the hell was the name of the band? Oh, um, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Helping Sword or whatever. Yeah, what the hell was Hagen, the name? Hagen Sword. Hagen Sword. Yeah. Wasn't his name Ricky Six? It might have been. I don't know. It, we'll might, have to, it might have been. We'll have to look be it up. That might yeah. be like a little call out to that movie. Oh, speaking of Deathgasm, you were wrong about the drunk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you son um, of a bitch. Anyway, there's people that are like really pissed about this though, and they're saying uh, there's a father that was talking to the news, and he goes, "It's ab- it's absurd that they want to make a movie like this. It's popularizing a tragedy, is what it's doing. I'm not surprised, but in my opinion, it's extremely distasteful. Uh, all we're doing is extending the pain of all three of these families have gone through. They realize." that there's already been Slender Man movies made, right? Well, not on this scale, though. Not yeah. this wide, widespread. They I realize like, there's like, been other people that have been stabbed before, right? <laughs> they don't have, they don't have a monopoly on and make the on movie. The yeah. <laughs> I, I think that, well, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it, you could say that about any movie, really. Sure. Like, there's, it, then they shouldn't have made The Strangers. Because that was based on a true story. They shouldn't, the they shouldn't have made Amityville Horror, The Exorcist. Like, once you start digging into it like that, I almost like, hope it was a horrible tragedy what happened, but you can't... I, I, I almost hope, though, I almost hope don't that... Don't watch the movie if it affects you this in that is way, you know what I mean? a week less than removed from the trailer hitting. Right. I almost hope that leading up to the release of the movie, there's, like, protests and stuff, and it'll make the movie itself that much more successful. <laughs> because you know more people will see it if there's controversy surrounding it. Absolutely. Yeah. I almost hope that it happens just so that it's successful and that it's good. Yeah. If all this happens and the movie <clears throat> sucks, then it's... Are, are the I'm, people doing the interviews nothing, just but... like the Slenderman crisis actors, and they're just doing this to cause a controversy? <laughs> Slenderman oh, crisis actors. Oh, my daughter was was stabbed or this or that. I mean, yeah, I'm good. sure it probably happened. I'm probably a legit news story, and I'm sorry. But if they could cause the controversy themselves and get it. what's the, good publicity. What school yeah. did your daughter go to? Sandy Hook. Oh, God. All right, let's not get into that. Moving on. No, I mean, no, no, no disrespect to the people who were actually involved in the real situation. But yeah, it's like, no, it's, that's not you, what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. You don't but. have to watch the movie, and I'm sure that... I'm sure that the filmmakers aren't going to include... Well, I should hope that the filmmakers won't include some story arc in the movie where two young girls take another young girl out. That would be extremely distasteful. Unless it was a story about the two girls, which I don't think that it is. Yeah, yeah. well, in that case, probably shouldn't do it. Yeah. But just to... But this... Aside from that one event that happened, Slender Man has been a has been sort of a, like a pop culture like like a, like a cultural phenomenon yeah. for like the past ten years. Yeah. So it's it, it's it's more than just that one yep. event, you know. 
Um, anyway, I, I also want to point out, I wasn't just, like, slamming Sandy Hook. There's conspiracy theories about, like, crisis actors there. Just, like, there's a, there's a thing. Like, I wasn't being that disrespectful oh, about no, Sandy yeah. Hook. Aaron shot me a look Wait. like, oh my god, no, what did you just no, say? No, no, no. She knows about that, too. Okay. Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> just want to be, just want to clarify. I'm an asshole, not that big of an asshole. You need to start another podcast. You're a little tiny, you... cute asshole. <laughs> That's the one. Uh-huh. The perky guy. Um, so there's a new Stephen King book coming out. <laughs> trying yeah. to move on, you oh, guys. Yeah? I'm trying to move on. <laughs> you're the one that brought up Sandy Hook. What is it? Uh, it's a, a book called The Outsider. So if you're a big Stephen King fan, didn't, didn't Stephen King retire at one point in time? No. Didn't he say that he was never writing again? Mm, no. I could have sworn that he did. Now, now everyone's giving me stupid looks. I think All that right. was I think that was Edgar Allan Poe. Oh yeah, I hope he comes out of retirement. I, I really like that Sparrow book that he that he did. Shut up. Anyway, do you have details about the outsider? Uh, it's coming May twenty second. Uh, May twenty second. Uh, it's a court drama about. It's it's a Stephen King book. It's a mystery. You know, like you know who done it. It's a great that. news story. Yeah, this Thank was really you. good. The Outsider. <laughs> I'm really glad you added that. Coming out soon. I'm going to take a break. <laughs> My James, give me Blu-rays. <laughs> All right, I only have a couple of Blu-rays for you. Uh, Sleepaway Camp 4. It's literally my next news story. So, <laughs> Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to steal it from you. All right. <laughs> a final cut Blu-ray is coming out. Uh, <clears throat> holy crap. I lost all the information. Bang up, bang up job. Bang up job. Well, when's here, it James. coming out, James? <laughs> What's that? When's it coming out, James? There's no date Come on, on here. Get, way to be prepared. <laughs> Why? There's no Come date. On. It's not, it's Mike, I mean, title. James. Uh, <laughs> Mike, you want to take over? Because I lost all the info. Yeah, so Sleepaway Camp 4, The Survivor, is getting a Blu-ray release, which is completely absurd because there is no such thing as Sleepaway Camp 4, The Survivor. Oh. So, okay, uh, I own the Sleepaway Camp box set. It has one, one, two, and three, and then it comes with a bonus disc that is raw, unedited footage that was supposed to be Sleepaway Camp 4. What happened was the company that was making it went bankrupt, and they and they had to cease um, production. They only shot about 34 minutes of the film, and most of it is like people running through the woods. There's there's virtually no narrative to it whatsoever. You've seen it before, I think, haven't you? Right? You told me about it. So what they did, I'm going to read this off the off the the release here because it makes no sense to me. It says, Film, filming began in October 1992 at Camp Tarawak in Oakland, New Jersey. Unfortunately, Double Helix Films, the film's production company, went bankrupt during this time, causing the production to shut down. Roughly 34 minutes of footage was shot before shutdown. However, it was completed in 2012 by mixing the original footage with archive footage from the previous three films and given its own release. Really? That's an hour, 10 minutes. So wow. it's essentially... it's. Yeah, yes, it's Sleepaway Camp 4, but it sounds like it's a whole new movie that's like an amalgamation of the entire franchise mixed with this really weird raw footage. So would you say there's 34 minutes of, of new footage? Of uh, Yeah, of but the footage they shot in 92. running through... I don't know how they did this. It's it's yeah. mind-boggling. There's to me. a review here that says essentially this is nothing more than clips from the first three movies intermixed with the raw production footage of the unfinished 92 sequel. Why are they? I don't understand the point in this. I, I don't know. I guess maybe it's a curiosity, to, but to, to get money. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. There will, was a will many people movie, buy this though? There was a fourth movie called Return to Sleepaway Camp, mm-hmm. which was not really all that good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I guess yeah, I mean, that's a weird. Release. You put that name on it. I guess yeah. people will buy it. But it's it's just a really weird thing for them to do. 
with with the footage that was made. Like it, it just kind of seems like a pointless project. You know, me. I had this thing I was drawing, and I just could never finish the the picture. I knew kind of what I wanted it to be, but I had a bunch of old pictures that I drew, and they were like the sketches, like the first drafts. So I just drew them all together into one. <laughs> and I, even though the other ones are for sale already, I'm selling this one that is a combination of them all. Yeah, that's what know. it looks it's, like. It's it's bizarre. It's a. It actually, you basically just described modern art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's laminated in the size of my wall. <laughs> Some asshole just takes a bunch of stuff he did before, throws it together, and sells it for eighteen thousand dollars. That's weird. I met one of those assholes. I bartended with him. <laughs> so, Sorry, <laughs> some dude that Mike works with, who bar, who I bartended with, is a, a modern artist, and he's, mm. you know, he's also a he he, he actually so. just he actually <laughs> he does exactly what you just said. He makes like he his paintings are like eighteen feet by nineteen feet, and and he sells them <laughs> for thirty five thousand dollars. It's like, who even has a room big enough to put that in? Has oh, yeah. he sold any? Uh, I don't know. You know what though? There could be some genius here. If you have a house with walls big enough to have a piece of art that big, yeah. you probably have $35,000 to spend on pointless modern art. Yeah. Or if you have a billboard that just happens to be empty, there you go. Go. I'll just put this there. <laughs> there just, you go. just this shitty piece of modern art. <laughs> it's, a... it's a giant coffee table that's 40 feet long. <laughs> it's a picture of a 40-foot coffee table. <laughs> it's going to go in the courtyard of the public library. <laughs> All right, what other, uh, what other blues we got here? All right, on January 9th, Jurassic Park, The Lost World, and Jurassic Park 3 are coming back back to Blu-ray. People are kind of up in arms because the... Uh, the first one is too. It's all three of them. Oh, is it? Yep. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, this guy. Yeah, sorry. I, I misread <laughs> that. So all three are coming back with individual releases. Mm -hmm. People are kind of up in arms about this because... Have you seen the cover art for them? It's awful. Terrible. It's basically... They just take... They took, like, they took screen caps from the movie... The, and made cover art out of it. The worst part about the first one, though, is it's the scene where Dr. Grant has the, uh, you know, the road flare. Uh, he's outside of the flipped over mm -hmm. Jeep, and he's trying to get the T-Rex's attention. Yep. And so the picture is him with the thing over his head, but they photoshopped the T-Rex to the other side of the logo. And so Dr. Grant is just looking into space. There's nothing there, and the T-Rex <laughs> is on the other side of, is on the, other side totally of the road. Happening. And uh, honestly, whoever, whoever designed this is just terrible shit at their yeah, job yeah. because the Jurassic Park logo is literally covering three quarters of the Tyrannosaurus yeah, Rex. It, it, it's, it's so it's dumb. It's really dumb. I, I can't believe well, that why, somebody got paid for that. Why would you need this if you've, like, this the collection's been out for yeah. so long. I have I have the collection that collects the first one through World uh, 3D. Yeah. And it's a fantastic collection. It's one of those book ones where like, the discs slide in the pages and it's, mm. it's a great set. The more I look at this, the more I can't, like you said, I can't believe somebody actually got yeah. paid and if you to make this. It's terrible. Uh. And if you look at it too, you can actually see a white line on uh, around the car where they photoshopped it. What? There's actually like a glowing, they put like an effect on it to try to hide the cut marks. It's and you can of, absolutely see it. It's a lot of care they put in. It's, like this, it's, this yeah. the, the first one is the the biggest offender. I, I keep going back to this. And <laughs> look at, seriously, you like you can see the Tyrannosaurus Rex's head. Mm -hmm. in his feet and the rest of him is covered by the Jurassic Park it's logo like, that's awful I can't believe that somebody it's actually it's like the T-Rex uh, got caught in like a press and his whole body got squished so it's like it's just a head and legs <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty pretty terrible that's weird um, anything else uh, nope that's it for All blues right. 
So, uh, we've talked about this before. I'm a big fan of the Goosebumps movie. Oh, yeah. Have you guys seen it? I have not seen it. It's really good. It's like it's a kid's movie, but like it's really, really it. good. Um, they, they, did, they were really smart about, instead of making it about one particular book, it's about R.L. Stein and all of, his, all of his books and all of his monsters and everything else. Um, the sequel that they've been working on for a while now, uh, there's been two different scripts that have been in production. One features Jack Black again in the role of R.L. Stein. One does not. Uh, it was released or leaked uh, this week that Jack Black is in fact returning to the franchise. So it sounds like they're going to go with the Slappy's Revenge script. So pretty cool. Uh, Slappy also is the uh, uh, title character of the new Goosebumps books that are coming out. It's Goosebumps uh, Slappy's World, I think, or something like that. Is he going to... Yeah. Slap, uh, Slappy the Dummy? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Is he going to be like a narrator or something? I don't or? know. It's like, a, it's like a subtitle to Goosebumps now. Like These are the new RL... Aaron, yes. Say, oh, sorry, I raised my hand. Weird. Um, it's a I podcast. A they can't see your hand. I have a friend named Ray who works on the music video with Jack Black for a Goosebumps. <coughs> like the theme or something? Music theme song. Oh, yeah. cool. I didn't she, know they made one. She was a costume designer. So. Oh, very cool. cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, he was great in the role. You he... fancy Hollywood folk know people. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know. <laughs> I know the designer's assistant assistant yeah we're a few so, away. Yeah, i still haven't seen john carpenter live though that's, that's we've seen pretty, him twice i know so i did see him in but person. you know a guy who saw him um so so that's that's cool um mike flanagan we're big fans of mike flanagan's work certainly uh, he's done oculus hush ouija origin of evil uh and then the recently released gerald's game mm -hmm. uh, stephen king adaptation yep uh and he now wants to adapt another stephen king book However, his choice is a little odd. He wants to adapt Stephen King's Dr. Sleep. Do you know anything about Dr. Sleep? Negative. So. It was King's sequel to The Shining that came out, I what? believe, in 2002 or 2012. Are you serious? It, it was way after the fact. I'm going to give you a... Uh, Those a, two dates that you just said are a decade apart. I know, I know they are. <laughs> but being that The Shining came out way long, longer than that, it's, it was more recent, is my point. Somewhere in the 21st century. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's either yesterday or 1947. <laughs> wrap, wrap your head around how shitty this book sounds. Uh, Dr. Sleep takes place years after the events at the Overlook Hotel and focuses on the now middle-aged Danny who is still traumatized. He's followed in his father's footsteps and has problems with anger management and alcoholism. He, soon's, he soon gives up drinking and settles in a small town in New Hampshire. While there, his psychic abilities start to resurface and he develops a psychic link with a 12-year-old girl named Abra Stone, who he must save after he discovers her life being threatened by a tribe of paranormals led by a man in the rose hat. Sounds like the Adam Sandler what? movie Bedtime Stories. A middle-aged <laughs> alcoholic man takes over his father's hotel and runs it. Is that really what that is? <laughs> pretty, pretty much. I've never even heard of that movie. <laughs> it's, it's cute. You should watch it. <laughs> um, Here's, wait, why does that sound shitty to you? It just, it just, I don't know. It just doesn't compare to what The Shining was. You've never it, read the book. No, but... So. I know, but I know the, the, the I know that it's not about like a guy with psychic abilities going around fighting paranormal. Yes, that's actually well, exactly it's, it's what it's it is. The Shining and The Shining. I I know, <laughs> but, it seems, like, but it seems like in The Shining it was handled so much better, and this one just sounds like it's a Kubrick. Bit. This yeah. one sounds like a crappy like. I don't know. It just sounds like the idea is like it's like that well, really bad sequel that you get in movies that are nowhere near as good as the original. So he's you know? making a, a movie. And this is Mike Flanagan I've... wants okay. to adapt this novel that gotcha. Stephen King wrote. So I'm torn though so, because Flanagan's a really good filmmaker. 
Yeah. Could he make this better than what it sounds like? The question is, is he going to do it more like a sequel to Kubrick Shining, or is he just adapting the book? Or is it going and to be if, a sequel? Is the book good? <laughs> or is it going to be a sequel to the other Shining movie that TV, uh, Mick Garris did? The TV version. Yeah, that like that one that one followed pretty true to the actual novel. Mm-hmm. I know that King likes that one. He way prefers it. Well, he had his hand like he People have people have always said that a, a Stephen King adaptation is really good as long as Stephen King has nothing to do with it, because he he likes to he likes to make the movies the way the the books are. Yeah, almost exactly. Like there are there are aspects of uh, the Shining miniseries that are it's it's stuff that happens in the book that just does not translate well to film, and he mm-hmm. had to have it in there. You gotcha. Know? Mm-hmm. So. Well, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I raise you maximum overdrive. <laughs> was that a book? That wasn't a book, though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Was it? Yeah. Okay. That was a Stephen King adaptation. My favorite thing about Maximum Overdrive is the trailer starring <laughs> Stephen, Stephen King, where he's like, he's not even looking into the camera. He's looking like to the left somewhere. And he's going, I'm going to scare the hell out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I... I, uh, I I have to challenge you on the idea that it sounds like I haven't read mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Doctor Sleep, but okay, I, fine. I, I, if it's coming a, from this person, I don't think it sounds good. I think it sounds like kind of like a cheap cash in that he tried to do years later. Is what it sounds like to me. Yeah. I, well, I I don't know. Like, well, I, someone like Flanagan behind it, he maybe sees something in it, yeah, and could make it something better than what you're That's thinking. It could, I, it could go either way. Right? True. To me, to me, having read The Shining and also just listened to it like a month ago on uh, audiobook I think that uh, I think that you'd need to I think you would need to do the same in order to make a, a proper judgment just because there's there's so much to the book that you don't get in the in the Kubrick uh, movie and you've never seen the miniseries I have not I own it I have not seen it right so I, I, I of just course th- I do. like at the end of the book of course like I I kind of want to know what happens to Danny down the road so I'm kind of intrigued by this book actually okay, okay fair enough so screw you I'll leave, I'll leave the door open that I'm wrong on this one <laughs> I'm All usually right. not but you got anything else uh, last thing uh, and this goes on the heels of something that we talked about last week about upcoming movies we talked about Jurassic World yeah. uh, Fallen Kingdom and I had mentioned that from the trailer it looks sort of similar to plot points from the Lost World and yeah. I was kind of hoping that they weren't going to do that whole Star Wars uh uh, Force Awakens thing where it's just the first movie kind of remade. Um, Colin Trevor, apparently I'm not the only one. A lot of people have said that. Colin Trevorrow has gone on record and to to put that to rest, saying that it is nothing like it. All the footage from the trailer is only within the first hour of the movie. And he goes, there's way more that happens after it. Is it a four hour long movie? No, I think it's an hour and like five minutes. Okay. <laughs> but no, he... Is the first hour of the movie? <laughs> so what you're not seeing is the last five minutes. No, it is, from my understanding though, it is a long movie. It's a, it's like a, it's a longer, like probably two and a half hours, so probably I, close I would imagine. That, yeah. um, so there's a lot more though that does happen after the fact. So he rest assured to everybody that that is not the case. So if you were like me and you thought that, well, the man himself is telling you otherwise. Is it just me or do trailers just give away too much these days? I think we've talked about this before, but last it, week, 
Huh? Last week. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like it's, trailers used to be sort of ambiguous, mm-hmm. you know, and like it, and it got you all hyped up because you're like, I need to know what this movie is about. It was about. the reason that you liked the Quiet Place trailer. Exactly. Because you just oh, don't know. We did talk about that. Yeah, yeah I, you're right. I know we did. Yeah. <laughs> of course, way back in the day, they basically just showed the last scene of the movie. It's like, come <laughs> see this movie. <laughs> Such a gripping twist. <laughs> this, is what, this is what happens. Now come see the lead up. <laughs> that works too, though. I mean, haven't you, haven't you, you ever skipped to the end of the book and read the last page and you're like, yeah, what does that book. mean? <laughs> so you go back and you read the whole thing. Sure, I, I, there's actually, I think there's some truth to that though. I think you could do that properly, provided that like it's not about the destination, it's about the journey, and like that that beginning part of the movie is so strong. You could actually do that mm-hmm. and make it to where the ending's not even the important part. We're gonna give away all the spoilers because that's not the best part of the movie. That's really deep, Michael. I know. It's about the journey. <laughs> And you know what? That's the end of that journey. <laughs> Boom! That was the news! All right. Um, you know what else is deep? What? The tofu. Oh, so deep. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some zombies. Yeah. Mm. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Alright, so this week we have something a little bit different to talk about. We're we do. A, we're doing a compare contrast original <clears> to remake, <throat> but this is one of those odd, uh, one of those oddball movies where the remake actually holds a candle to the original. Mm-hmm. You know, it's weird. Usually the remake's terrible, or, or there's a, a pretty big quality gap between the original and the remake. And uh, I don't, I think we're in agreement that uh, this one does not have anywhere near as big of a gap. They're both they're both really good movies for their own uh, own distinct ways. Yeah, no, I I really in, I actually really enjoy the the uh, remake. I don't think I've talked to too many people who had too many issues with the remake. I, I agree, which uh, is why it's so weird. Usually, um, there's always people like, yeah, fucking remake, you know. Like, and I know during the break, you guys were talking about some things that are sort of lost on the remake that mm-hmm. aren't really present that that were such a huge part of the original that being said though like if you were just going into the remake having never seen the original you don't really miss those parts no, so right. much it's know? a different which movie. is which is the idea of uh, you know George Romero always kind of injects a bit of social commentary into his movies mm-hmm. and uh, the first the first was even though he said that it wasn't intended to be it's kind of over the years become about uh, race. Good. And oh, Night, Night, Night of Living, Night of Living Dead yeah, has yeah, become about yeah. racial issues and, and stuff yeah, like casting, that. Yeah, uh, casting Dwayne... Mm-hmm. Uh, Jones? Dwayne Jones. Dwayne yeah. the Rock Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, <laughs> of course. Okay, another remake that I want to see Dwayne the Rock Johnson in. <laughs> yes. and, uh, and, and, the, and then Dawn of the Dead was about consumerism. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of lost that in the... Remake. In the remake, but like I said, you don't. There's if, if you're just of it going into it, sure, yeah, but, yeah. But if you're just going into it as just a you know a zombie movie, you don't mm-hmm. really miss that so much. And, no, no. And I will say this: I'm going to jump right in. The remake of Dawn of the Dead, I think, jump started this whole zombie craze that has happened since 2004. Yeah, I, that's fair to that say. That and Shaun of the Dead came out the same year. 
And then there's bit, there was like hardly any zombie movies before mm-hmm. that. It was, was just still like, sort of a, it was still you're sort kind of a, of a nerd or cult it was film a niche. goer that liked yeah, zombies. Yeah, it was like a very niche like, thing still. You had to kind of seek out zombies if you, you wanted to see them. So it's we can, hard not to find a zombie film nowadays. So we can blame Zack Snyder for ruining exactly. our lives. Full for, for more than just this. But remake. that just says how, how good the remake is, though. It kind of like jump started this genre mm-hmm. and made it super popular. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so the the original, if you haven't, if you've been living under a rock for the last forty years and you haven't seen Dawn of the Dead from nineteen seventy eight, uh, first off, go life better. I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> go see go the classics. Go life better. Yeah. Go see the classics. Yes. If you please, call yourself please. a horror fan. Um, anyway, Dawn of the Dead. 1978, directed by George A. Romero, um, starring starring Ken Forhey, who is now like a, a horror icon, probably mostly due to Dawn of the Dead. You always put an H in his last name. Why do you do that? Forhey. You always Forhey. call him Ken Ken Forhey. I don't know. I that's, just always have. That's not I know his name. there's not one. Stop trying to improve him. <laughs> All right, he's he's great. He's how fine. He is. He's fine as it is. K K N Forhey. K- uh. <laughs> Ken, Ken for he. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Uh, he's probably the most uh, recognizable out of the original cast, I'd say, because he, like I said, made it. He, he had a long career, especially well, in, he's in gone the horror. On yeah, have, he's yeah, very iconic actor. Yeah. Uh, Scott, uh, I'm gonna say it wrong. Reiniger. Reiniger. <laughs> I'll I wasn't, just, I wasn't I'll just, I'll just pick it up for you. <laughs> uh, Galen Ross and uh, David Mg. Now that one, I don't know. Mg. Mg or Mg? I don't know. Or. Mg. Or mg. <laughs> it's just like a weird <laughs> mg. It's like, mg. It's a gagging sound. I'm David. Mg. It's French. Homage. David. So there's. So there. If you uh, if you go back and rewatch this movie, there's three different cuts of the original Dawn of the Dead that are available to watch. There's the theatrical version. There is the extended cut, often referred to as the director's cut, but that's not really fair. And then there's also the European cut that uh, was recut by Dario Argento. Now explain um, why that's not fair, the director's cut. Well, because George A. Romero much the prefers... The director. Yes. much prefers the theatrical cut. That's his cut so of the movie. It's not really a director's cut. Yeah, the extended cut is just, you know, stuff that was on the cutting room floor they put back into the movie, basically. It was like the assembly, not, not assembly, <laughs> but maybe the first cut of the movie before they narrowed it down. Maybe. Yeah, it, it could be. It could have been anything. It's longer and it's unnecessarily longer, in my opinion. It is. Uh, to a I movie agree. that already feels. I'm going to word this gently, because Harthur <laughs> and I, because Harthur and I already had, the, or Vito and I already had this conversation. To me, as much as I absolutely adore this movie, mm-hmm. and I think James, you will agree with me, it feels like it's a three-hour-long movie. It feels so long. It does. Um... That's how I, this podcast feels at times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's really only two hours. <laughs> oh, I do want to... I Holy shit, that was a bad <laughs> I do want to say this. Do you know who told me? I, I meant to say this off air, but do you know who told me that they have been listening to this podcast and enjoying it? Who's that? Brian. Really? Fucking Brian. He won't say it to me. No, he won't. He actually told me that he won't say it to you. <laughs> Killabrew? <laughs> yeah. Douche, douchebag Brian apparently listens all this time. We never thought that he did. <laughs> no, not all this time, just the past few weeks. He usually doesn't make it past like the first like 30 minutes. He's like, but the other day he's like, I'm actually finding myself really enjoying this because it reminds me of how random we are when we hang out. And I was like, that's cool. And he's like, he texts me again. He's like, I just, uh, 
unintentionally made it through one of your entire episodes. <laughs> Un- I was like, thanks a lot, asshole. Hey, I, while he's on his honeymoon, well, he's on his honeymoon right now. So <laughs> it was, was he before, like, it was, before was his left. wife like, come on, baby, like it, it's sexy time. He's, <laughs> he's like, like um, hold on, I'm listening to the boys. <laughs> I'm oh, oh, wait. I'm I hope he's not. Boys. I hope he's not having sex on his honeymoon while listening to us. That'd I hope. Be really, or would that, or would that be awesome? Well, Jim, Jim, <laughs> I hope to God that he is. Jim has a, a sexy voice. I do, in my opinion. So help him out right here, Jim. Give him a little something while he's listening. Here, yeah, yeah get it, Brian. Get it. You know it, boy. You know what you're doing. Use that little toothpick, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, Dawn of the Dead is a great movie. <laughs> it's about zombies. Use my vetoes here. You got to reel us in. So, uh, just real quick, if you have not seen Dawn of the Dead from 1978. Following an ever-growing epidemic of zombies that have risen from the dead, two Philadelphia SWAT team members, a traffic reporter, and his television executive girlfriend seek refuge in a secluded shopping mall. Ooh. Which, and by the way, is the best freaking place to be if you're in the zombie apocalypse. As this right? movie shows. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, I, I understand how they injected the idea of consumerism into the... In, mm-hmm. into Like, you know, because they at one point they they... They inquire, like, why are they coming back here? Like, why are they all hoarding around this place? And it's just, it's just explain, instinct. Like, right? It's like, yeah. are we gonna jump back and forth between yeah, the movies? Yeah, I was, I was actually about to say that because uh, typically our episodes we go from one movie to the next, and there's a little bit of a hard, you know, break between the two. When we do these comparison episodes, if you've not heard one of our other ones, you know, we kind of talk about both of them right. freely throughout the <clears throat> throughout the hour. So, because that's that's my one one of the criticisms of the remake is I think the original did really well was the fun of taking over a mall yeah. and having yep. it to yourself yep. right. and, and like doing all the things you'd want to do if you had a mall to yourself. <laughs> yeah, like like the, original, were... <laughs> the remake kind of just jumps through yeah. that well, fast. Now, I watched the... Theatrical. No, oh, the, oh, the, the remake? The remake. I watched it's the, the unrated one. I watched the director's yeah, cut. Yeah, the director's Me cut. Me too. Which... I think most people probably own that one. I think yeah. when it was released, it, that was the more... Yeah, that's actually, what I, I don't watched. even know if they released a the, theatrical. Th- a theatrical. I think quite. it's on, it's on the first release of it, and there are two versions. I don't nah, know. maybe. No, there I is the there one. is a montage in the remake though, where uh, it's short. It, basically, when they realize that they're going to be in this place for a while, they they do start to kind of show the yeah. fun they the fun side the fun side of being you know they set they 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 set up living quarters. Yeah. Uh, the 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 dad from Modern Family's off banging some chick, um, like which is uh, really weird now to go back and see that. And they're making coffee in the coffee shop, and they're sniping people from the roof and stuff. So yeah. they do show sort of the fun aspect. But like you said, the original. We're gonna get back to that scene, by the way. Yeah. Well, which this, oh this, yeah, yeah, we will get back to that. But no, like you said in the original, like they are they're actually like children. Like, yeah. they're having so much fun. Like, they're running around. Like, they're, they're doing the thing that I used to do when I would run down the aisles with all the clothes on all the, the hangers where you just stick both arms out mm-hmm. and, like, just pull Knock your arms. Knock them all off. Yeah, you pull your arms <laughs> through all the hangers being a little asshole. Mm-hmm. Except for I would go always go and hide in the middle of the, I the racks, too. My mother thought that I got lost so many times oh, yeah. because I was hi- I would hide in the middle of the racks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why would you do that? I don't know. I was a shit. Because he's a dick. <laughs> Just like me, I did the same thing. I did it, too. <laughs> You're the weird one. But anyway. You good boy. <laughs> so, so, sorry. I, I'm sure I interrupted you like a, no, like you a half hour ago. Go ahead. No, that was all good. What um, were you saying? 
What, what you just said, mm. actually. I'll expand that. One of the things, too, that the original did I thought way better is in the original, it wasn't like the movie. Like In the in the remake, the movie starts, they're already headed to the mall. Somebody already had the idea of going to the mall. Mm-hmm. In the original, it's a way more organic thing where they're just in a helicopter and they go, well, what's that? Shopping, these big mega shopping malls were not in on every street corner like they are today. Right. Yeah. And so they came across and go, what is that? And it was more of like a, oh, wait a minute. They're putting, you can see them putting two and two together and like, they realize what they have. Right. Like, That's when it clicks. When, we should stay here. When the person asks that question, they the person who asks literally doesn't know what it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and somebody's like, oh, it's one of those shopping centers, one of those indoor malls. Yeah. You know? And they don't even <clears throat> intend to stay there. They no. intend to just drop down, see if they can gather some things and right. leave. And then they're like, wait, this might be a great place to stay. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect place. You got food, yeah. you got like, clothes. And I got... love that. Yeah, that development. If you have of a like... Bass Pro Shop. Right. Yeah, yeah. You have machetes gun, you have and weapons. Guns and and also, yeah. You could literally go fishing. Like, wait a minute. We, <laughs> could, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we could lock these doors. We could kill all the zombies that are in the mall already. We could have a, a sanctuary yeah. here. One, <laughs> one thing, that, though, that they did in the original that made no sense to me, they piled up all the dead zombies when they cleaned them out of the mall into the cooler and didn't take any of the food out of the cooler. <laughs> they left all this perfectly good food just in with the rotting zombies. I guess they figured cuz when they first drop into it uh, when they like break open the windows on the on the roof and drop in, I guess they figured that they were just going to live off of those emergency rations, rations that were up yeah. there. Which there was a shit ton of... What were they planning for? I thought, yeah. That's what I wanted. It was know. a lot of stuff. It was the 70s. We, <laughs> we can't... Actually, was there something going on around that? Like like the Cuban Missile Crisis? Or like when did that... I, I, I'm, I'm terrible with history, in but the, when... In the late 70s? Like, yeah. Was there something going on around that time that they that it would have made sense that establishments would be stock, stockpiling well, I know that emergency around rations? Around that time, the Americas were absolutely terrified of Canada invading... And I think that's maybe why they were <laughs> stocking up on <laughs> the Mounties on the horses. Yeah, like that's it's it. it's tricky because how do you you don't want to kill a horse because that's sad. Sure, right. so, just ask our vegan. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So if they, if they come charging the across Mountie. the border, there's really <laughs> the nothing Mountie. you can do. You kill the Mountie, but the horse has been trained to bite. So, <laughs> but but you just, you, just make, you just make sure to have a Kevlar arm protector. So when he bites, you just tap him on the nose. You just, silly horse. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> that was supposed to be a horse, by the way. It was it was just the worst. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So I feel like we jumped into this like super fast <laughs> in a very random spot. I just want to say for the record that this is one of my favorite all-time favorite horror movies. And mm-hmm. watching it again, it just proved it to me yeah. all over again. Um, I love this movie. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic. It's it's a, it's a classic for a reason. It works on every level. Like even though I have gripes about the movie, mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit too long. But a lot of that expose though that makes it feel long are the parts that we're talking about that we love, like them running around the mall and being yeah. kids. Well, all think, that stuff I, doesn't necessarily nowadays that would all get cut out of a movie. Right. Yeah. A lot well, of it. Well, like in 2004, it's like, f- for the most part, it's a horror movie. Uh-huh. But uh, let's be honest, when all of us have ever thought about the zombie apocalypse, there's a certain, I, it's a scary It's a scary thought, but there's a certain amount of fun that sort of comes with it, too. Yeah. I completely agree. Like, we've we've all thought about, like, oh, yeah, that thing, I'm going to hold up. Like, I've always like, said, I'd go to Meyer. Yeah. That'd be my hold up. Perfect. <laughs> they, have, <laughs> they have machetes and food. That's true. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, else, what else do you need? That's Machetes it. and food. <laughs> That's it. Now, 
if you had fast-moving zombies, like the remake. Mm. Yeah, that's a, makes me hesitate. That's, that's a big difference that between the two. That is a big two. difference. Yeah. yeah. I, this, this time around, I, I liked them less, the fast-moving zombies. Really? Um, yeah, the first time I didn't mind them so much. I thought it was cool. I mean, I still, I like 28 Days Later as well, mm-hmm. and I don't mind them. But for some reason, and I, I, I think I put it, I put the finger on the button, was, why are zombies so athletic? They're dead. They should be moving slower, and their brains are messed up. Why are they at the most athletic peak of their lives <laughs> well, when they're dead? The way, the I way actually I can't the that. fat woman, the fat woman zombie in the remake. The way I kind of the way I kind of think about it is because uh, it it does it does make sense. Both types of zombies make sense if you think about them in certain ways. Sure. The slow shambling zombie makes sense because it's literally just a reanimated mm-hmm. dead Corpse. body that's just just walking, just like firing, walking and seeking. Yeah, it's just synapses firing. So mm-hmm. they're just they're just up and they don't know what they're doing. They're just seeking food. With the fast moving zombies, I kind of think of them more like a. Uh, you know how like have you ever seen videos of people on like bath salts or PCP or something like that? Right. I watch it every to, night. <laughs> like guys, like guys who, like when when the bath salts thing started happening, I remember hearing about the guy down in Florida who oh, ate yeah. a guy's face. Yep. And then it took like twelve cops to wrestle him to the ground. Mm-hmm. That's what I think of when I think of these fast moving zombies. Is like the. It's almost everything like the is adrenaline. gone. Everything it's, it's is gone from pure their adrenaline. Everything like, is gone from their brain, like the the uh, like the pain centers, the uh, the like. Well, they still have hunger, but like they're just acting on instinct, and there's nothing really holding them back. It's just they have a body, and the body is able to be pushed to its absolute limit in order to get food, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So that's why they have the superhuman strength. That's why they're so damn fast because. They just have this primal instinct. Well, you yeah. think of you think of animals. Look, look at injured animals, for example. They don't. A lot of times, injured animals they don't show pain. They don't like get bogged down by a, an injury for the, that a human would sustain. Well, like, like a fox will chew its own foot off to get that's out of what a trap. I'm, that's kind of what wow. I'm saying. It's yeah. that very primal. Yeah. There's no human. Like, I think being human kind of dumbs you down. I think quite yeah. frank. Quite frankly, yeah. yeah. No, you know, that makes sense. Because you know better. Well, your your body your body almost won't let you get to that point where it uses one hundred percent of the of the energy that it has because you have like a self preservation instinct. Thanks, yeah. thanks God, you put governors on us. <laughs> but, but as a zombie, you don't have the, the necessarily the self preservation instinct to protect you against uh, physical harm. You have the self-preservation instinct of feeding, mm-hmm. which yeah. if you're hungry, you'll do whatever the hell you need to do in order to get food. Exactly. Exactly. Now, there, uh, I kind of feel like regarding the fast-moving zombies, 28 Days Later did a really great job of that because it was more like a rage thing where yeah. they just well, like ran around. Wasn't it a virus? Yeah, it was a virus that yeah. made you just run around and want to punch and bite and well, it was, do all they were, kinds of crazy They were literally stuff. infected with rage. That's even rage, what the guy, yeah. They're infected with rage. But in Dawn of the Dead, there's no explanation, which is fine. Uh, but it was just, just kind of like off-putting, like, why are they running so fast? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on? Well, going back to, we're talking about how both types of zombies are, are scary. Mm-hmm. Um, another gripe that I have with the original, um, I could go, I, I, everyone knows why we love this movie, so I'm going to kind of probably yeah. highlight more things I don't like sure, just because sure. they come to mind better. Um, the, the slow-moving zombies, like in the original Night of the Living Dead, for example, they're terrifying because they're just like these like just slow 
like shambling, thing, like shambling yep. things. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's just something scary about something that won't stop. It doesn't matter how fast they're moving, they won't stop. You yeah, know? they just. It's the creeping death, you know, like right. coming at you. I, it follows terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's same, the same exact, concept. exact same concept. So, and that's how they start off in in Dawn of the Dead too. They're they're terrifying because you might you might take advantage of them moving slow, but when they get you, they're strong, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, it's kind of like a it's it's it's. Well, you're scarier more, than you're, it looks. You're kind more of likely. Yeah. You're more likely to let your guard down too, because yes. you're like, oh, they're slow. They're never going to catch me. Yeah. But like, then well, all I, can, the, I can run through that crowd. But then all of a sudden, you're surrounded by a thousand of them. Yeah, it's like, and it's just a it's matter so of time terrifying. before they grab yeah. you. Yeah. But See, sorry, I'll, I'll go swimming with a, a piranha. If it comes to me, I'll punch it. What happens <laughs> when there's a hundred of them around you, though? Like you're not going to get your way out of that. For yeah, the that, rec- that makes for the no record, sense. I don't. I'm not even sure I would go swimming with one piranha. Pussy. No, the thing is this though. Halfway through the original Dawn of the Dead, you have the motorcycle riders that showed up. Yeah, that's not. Ha- it's a, well, the third, third act. act. It's the third First. act. Yeah, and led, led by Tom Savini. Led by yes. the great Tom Savini. <laughs> amazing, the amazing who, Tom. Who, Savini. if you don't know, is the the person behind all of the the it's makeup the makeup yes. effects yep. for Dawn of the Dead. Yep. Um, what I hated about <clears throat> the third act of this movie. Is that suddenly these terrifying shambling zombies are in pie fights? You hate that, <laughs> and it's well because it takes all of that buildup of fear. The entire movie, you're you're led to believe that they're they're getting rid of these things and they're they're work. And if they go outside, they're going to get killed, slow moving or not. The fact that they were slow was never a uh, um, relief to these people because it, it just was what they were. Suddenly, they have this mall that was empty at one point in time now it's crawling with zombies that should be absolutely terrifying these people these these four main characters that you've had the entire time are terrified of these things and then it's almost like the why were they so scared you have these other guys that come in they're literally throwing pies in their face and they're and but they're not like the zombies look dumb they don't look they don't look menacing anymore they just kind of look like they're stupid unintelligent things that are not going to hurt you and it ruins it for me I what I like about that is because earlier in the movie they have all the rednecks, you know, like mm-hmm. having fun, drinking coffee and donuts and shooting zombies and just staying together. Like they feel like they own them. Yeah, they're which, not which zombies Mike, are not a threat. Which Mike and I both said that that would be us. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just having fun. Well, these raiders that bust into the mall, they're the same mentality of that. Like, yeah, zombies are no sweat. We can but kill the them. rednecks. But are they're doing not it. used to it. Being confined in a mall because they've been on the road so much that the zombies overtake them. And, and they do. That's they true. kill them all. Like it's like the last laugh. But a lot of the guys get killed by your four main characters, though. They get pegged off no, by snipers. So it's not the zombies that get them. No. Well, some of them do. Some yeah. Of them, but like, I mean, but, but like Tom Savini's character, he gets shot. Yeah, he gets shot. <laughs> well, if I were a zombie in a mall. I would just stand as like a mannequin in front of one of the store like things <laughs> and to wear some like clothes, like a dress or something. And then as the people start walking by, I would bust through and I would eat them. That, that does happen. It's like a Venus flytrap kind of like, you know, opportunist. To, uh, but I think it. that's why I also like the movies because it's like, what's the threat here? It's like, you know, I don't know. it I, raises I, that question type of thing. I just think that it, it, it well, it diminishes I, the scary factor of it, though. Like it diminishes I, the the threat. But I level. think that I think that it shows it, it shows that the bike gang is is kind of taking for granted what uh, the other four knew all along, which yeah. is you can like yeah they're being silly and, and and kind of fucking around with them, but like if you let your guard down too much, 
there's strength in numbers with these yeah. things. Plus, you know, like if you get surrounded, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Plus, it's the biker gang that becomes the new threat. They're like, I'm throwing a pie in the face of the threat that you had before. Now you have to deal with us, humans just like you who aren't zombies. That's, that's, that's like, actually a perfect oh, way to put it. Like they're literally throw, throwing. We thought a pie we in got the these zombies the down, but threat. we didn't figure out how to deal with the human race. <laughs> like. Uh, it's fair. That's fair. I've never really thought about it like that. So, okay. which is kind that's of why I'm here. which in the, in <laughs> the which in the remake, it's sort of they end up they end up the uh, the the ragtag crew, and we always say that they end up facing that threat earlier on in the security guards. Yeah, you know the security mm-hmm. guards almost kind of take the place of the biker gang. Yeah, I'd say so because they're like yeah. they're they become that human threat that's almost. M- more menacing at that point when, once you're in the confines of the mall yep the more menacing uh uh antagonist is those three security guards yeah and that's more like a who's in charge type of thing right where it's like oh yeah you can't really trust them and it's kind of how kind the, of are getting along and it's kind of how the biker gang was like yeah. it, it, whether it, you know like they they <clears throat> ruled the land you know they were gonna take out the zombies and they'd take oh. out all the all the living people that they came across as well. Well, the um, the security guards in the remake, though, uh, CJ, the, the the leader basically yeah. of the group, uh, he's I think my favorite character in in the entire remake, mostly because of his arc. Um, yeah. He has an incredible arc because it, and, and and on a very like a much deeper level, it's not just him being an asshole in the beginning and then, you know, learning to live with the group or whatever. Like he. It, when you watch the movie, he, he he's the head of this of these, these three security guards who don't want anybody else there, and it's straight survival, and that's it. Right. And as the movie progresses, he has a complete 180 in, in personality and attitude, and you realize that he's not a bad dude. He never was, but survival instincts take over, and you do things you just would not normally turned do. Turned him into otherwise. an asshole. <laughs> that, he was more worried about his own survival than, than anything else, and it turned yeah. him into this... His Terrible whole person. his yeah. whole story arc is kind of evident in the intro clip from our from our show today mm-hmm. because yep. he you kind of hear it mm-hmm. where he starts off a little incredulous, which is you know like him not trusting these people who just came into the mall and wanting to be in control, and then throughout that entire monologue, you suddenly like toward the end you hear him go, oh okay, yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. suddenly he's down like he's. Not into it at first, and then suddenly he's down, and that's kind of the way his entire arc was. Like, I'm not into protecting other people. I'm not into being friends with other people. I just want to survive. And then by the end of the by the end of it, he's like, yeah. "All right, let, you know, it's, it's let's like he, do this he together." He relearns how to have faith in his fellow man. Right. Because up until that point, yeah, everybody's doing the same thing that he was. It was like you know, you can't fight fire with fire, and that's kind of what he learned. I agree with all that. There's mm-hmm. one moment though. Um, right before spoilers at the end of remake of Dawn of the Dead was CJ, you know, sacrificed himself for mm-hmm. everybody. Why does he say, do it, man, I'll catch up when he sees the tons of zombies running towards him? Like, there's had, no He had way. no intention of catching up. In my opinion, he had no intention. He was telling him. He was telling him because he understood that they weren't. That if that they he all, had to blow that up to get underst- them. The- yeah, he understood that if they okay. all tried to make it, none of them were getting off the island. He knew that. I guess that makes sense. You know, and what, so he sacrificed himself so that they could live. Like, you know, his, he did a like I said, a complete transformation of character. You know what gets okay. me about that though, is he didn't need to do that, because um, uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, da, 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 Michael. Mm-hmm. Played by Jake Weber, mm-hmm. 
was already bitten. Oh yeah. So he could have well, stayed. He didn't be- know. Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah, well, he because well, they go to get on the boat, and he's like, I can't go. Yes, no, but that was, but he didn't know the idea that CJ had of, like, I could blow up a bunch of yeah, these guys and get them to safety. Yeah, he expected all of them to go, and then he would say, they, <laughs> both, they basically both wanted to be the hero. C- CJ gave Michael the opportunity to stand on that dock <laughs> and just watch them sail off <laughs> and not get eaten by zombies, <laughs> pretty I don't, much, I don't know, before like, he shoots his brains it's out. It's a little frustrating, because he's, he's <laughs> yeah. like, CJ could have lived, you know, mm-hmm. well, yeah. for, for a time anyway, because by the end of the... By the end of the credits, they're kind of all fucked. But you're, yeah, you're not uh, wrong. Um, but he, yeah, like Michael could have stayed behind. Those damn mics. Those mics are just always. <laughs> you're just surrounded by screwing them. everybody else That's over. Right. Uh, you mean you mean we're completely selfless and <laughs> we will be no. nice until we're gonna die? No, no. And he he could speak into us well, and make could, this podcast possible. He could have told. He could have told <laughs> CJ in that moment. No, why don't I stay behind? Because I've already been bitten. Well. Was was it was it Michael that was arguing with him, on the saying "Come on, come on"? It was such a quick moment. Yeah, it was I sort of. It, Who I mean, was I, that? Was it Michael though? I think it was all of them. I mean, no, it was Ving Rhames. Was that's it? what it was? Yes, it was Ving Rhames no. and CJ. They were they had the thing. So Michael probably didn't even know that he was staying behind. Ving Rhames is such a badass. By <laughs> He's the way. so good. <laughs> really He's is. like playing a part that's very Ken for he for, for Ken uh. for he. <laughs> Hey, hey, Ken Voorhees was. I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue saying it. He was in this movie, by the way. Yes, yeah. and, he, uh, so and he dropped his same line from yep. from the original. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit more. Um, dare I say Republican? <laughs> but yes. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, his, no, his, his line in this one was like, "Your homosexuality has led you to this." Oh and yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, was, uh, was, he was a, a preacher. He's a preacher. Basically, yeah, like he's a, like a yeah. Catholic uh, or Christian preacher, or whatever. Um, um, but also, um, there's three of them. Uh, Tom Savini. Yeah, Tom Savini plays the sheriff in the remake. We got a, we got we got a, a twitcher. twitcher over here. <laughs> and then also, um, Roger. Yeah, Ro- uh, Roger Scott. Um, Reiniger, I think we said his name was right. Reiniger. Where was he? He was, I think, another cop. I think he was another sheriff. Or something I, like that. Okay, so I recognized now him I'm right really away. Mad. I, I was gonna go back and double check, but I'm like, oh, I'm sure they know. Was was he the guy who was the father of the the redhead girl who like has the dog after he dies? No, 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 that guy. No, 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 no. no that was uh, Shoot, who was? Yeah, that was the guy that played the alien in Men in Black, where his face opens up and there's really? a little alien in his head. I'm oh, pretty sure yeah. it's the same guy. Well, he's similar. I I'm think all... it's, I could, I could be wrong. Anyway, I, not... Roger's in this movie somewhere. Yes, he's, he's, in, the, he's in the beginning of he's one, in one of the video clips on the news for sure. Oh, I see. Uh, I think when CJ and the guys like are watching it, yeah, like okay. kind of like Tom Savini had. Gotcha. Yeah, very very similar, but he was definitely in it uh, in it as well. Cool. Um, well, um, let's talk about gosh, we're, yeah. let's talk about the the creme de la creme of of these movies though is the effects. Okay. Both movies have absolutely incredible visual Agreed. effects. Agreed. Uh, the original is all practical. Remake is a mixture of both. Yeah, um, mostly practical. Seems, most, so. Mostly, but there's there's, there's some, some CG yeah. you know, for blood but and whatnot. one that's not CG that looks CG is, uh, gosh, we got to talk about the character of Andy on top of the roof of the oh. gun world. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he, when he gets his head blown off, that's yeah. completely practical. Well, it's like completely, Was it really? Yeah. I, re- I, li- I like that because it, it's like, uh, it's like, like the, bottom jaw, is, the bottom jaw is still there. And it's really cool. But honestly, I feel as though Andy's... Andy, when we'll go back to Andy because I love that character, yeah. but Andy getting his head blown off is a, is a total callback to the beginning of the first Dawn of the Dead, yeah. which 
arguably has the greatest shotgun to the face head explosion I've ever seen. And it happens to an innocent ever. dude. <laughs> like, Which it's part? not even a remember that? Remember the guy where they kick open the door in the beginning uh, of the original Dawn of the Dead? They're in that apartment it's complex. Like this... And he just blows the dude's oh, head yeah. off. And it's yeah. all amazing. This guy has like this crazy... <laughs> What's it say? I have it written down here. So, Willie's gone apeshit, man. Willie's <laughs> <laughs> well, gone apeshit, man. And he's like so racist and mad at all the black people and Puerto Ricans, and he's just shooting everybody, mm-hmm. zombies or human alike. He doesn't care. Which there was a there was a, there was a big offense in the uh, a, a white guy made up to look like a Puerto Rican. Oh, oh yeah. my god! Yeah. Oh man! Yeah. Oh, the, they the, did do the that. The brown face was strong. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> I was always confused by that uh, whole sequence. Like, what is going on here? I finally figured it out. That opening (laughs) sequence in the original, though, I'll go, I'm going to say this again, was one of, yep. That's Scott Reiniger as the general. Yep. uh, Oh. He looks very different. He looks very different. That is a tight, small cameo. Um, That whole beginning, though, in Dawn of the Dead, though, in the TV station, I understand that Romero wanted his cameo with his wife. Yeah. I know he wanted it. But that entire sequence, though, was incredibly too long. Okay. Incredibly too long. I love all the TV uh, station stuff because Mm -hmm. I love how it starts with no zombies. It's just conflict with people. And there's all this, like, hustle and bustle going on. I like it. I love it. I feel like the apartment sequence goes on too long. I think it's a combination. I think they both could have been trimmed down. Yeah, possibly. Because it's probably, what, what, 25 minutes? Yeah. That could have been trimmed down to, like, 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. Just to set up the world that they live in and, and this and that, you know? Yeah. Um, the one thing I do like about all those sequences is you see the moment where they're like, should we stay a part of society or run off and do our own thing? Mm-hmm. And I, I love that because mm-hmm. that's like when this get like, especially when you have two officers who are like, I'm bounded by this, you know, uh, decree to, to protect people protect and stay and a part serve, of the police, yeah. you know, service. <laughs> Let's just bail. <laughs> like it's it's time to bail. Yeah. We got a guy with a helicopter. Let's leave. At what point do we just stop caring? <laughs> Speaking of caring, um, in the same way that CJ had his like heroic, I'm gonna sacrifice myself so that I can help somebody else moment. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that in the beginning of the original Dawn of the Dead, when the um what's uh, what's her character's name? Um uh Francine. When she's still in the television studio and she's next to the guy uh, manning the camera and uh, Roger comes up and says we're gonna get out of here you know or not not Roger uh, no. uh, Flyboy Steven Flyboy when he when he comes <laughs> Flyboy when like he comes that. up he goes meet me on the meet me on the roof at nine o'clock or whatever time it was you know and she doesn't want to go and the cameraman looks at her and he goes well we're gonna be off the air by midnight anyway go like go get out of here they were not off the air at midnight because they were still tuning in he was saying that all the emergency broadcast systems were taking over for everything. Yet when they're in the mall, there's still there there's still some time Getting when there's people signal. broadcasting. Yeah. And so I almost wondered, did that character know that well, he's not getting out of there. Here's somebody that has an out, go save yourself. Oh. Yeah. yeah that's interesting. I like that. I, I it, it dawned on me, no pun intended, <laughs> after after we watched it, but I was thinking about I was thinking back to it, I go, I wonder if that's what that meant like there's here's a shred of humanity in, in all the utter yeah. chaos that is going on there's still humanity to be found, to be found. yeah <clears throat> I, I wonder like that. I, that I, I might be that could be conjecture on my part and that mm-hmm. might not be it but that's what i got out of yeah that. well even if like looking at uh the apartment complex if you really because they don't spell it out really you have to kind of look back at what was happening there well apparently all the 
people who lived there were storing all the zombies in the basement because yep. they were loved ones. That's they didn't want to kill them. They, they didn't have the They're just locking them in the thing, and that's like a little bit of shred of, you know, confused humanity. Sure. But it's like they didn't want to, you know, shoot these people in the head. They're they not wanted barbarians, to keep them. Like, <laughs> but. You know, that's why the police were there. That scene where they walk into the original, they walk into that basement, like, zombie den, mm-hmm. is, I can absolutely see, if I saw this for the very first time back in 1978, yeah. like, that would have been really taken aback by it. Or I would have been taken yeah. aback by it. Can I say something? Yeah, I was going to just it's bring this up. the only thing that I have to contribute for this. I like these movies, but that's it. You know, but my dad saw this in 1978. He saw it at Lakeside Mall in Sterling Heights. In Lakeside mall. was around it in the was, 70s? It was literally two years old, he said. He went to the midnight showing, having no idea it took place in a mall. And he came out, and he and his friend were like, this is an abandoned the- mall. There was no way out. <laughs> like, you couldn't go to an exit. You had to go through the whole mall first. <laughs> what an awesome experience. I would have been walking around he going, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. We should have had him on the show. Why are you here? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I said, I don't know that that one scene got to me. Like, like I was, I I definitely can see how back then this would freak you out and end up going through a mall like your like your dad like at two in the morning. (laughs) Yeah, I can absolutely, I can absolutely one hundred percent see it. Well, and you think think about it. It's a very real. That's a that's a very real thing that would happen. Like in all the in all the other zombie movies and zombie shows that have come out since then, there's not there's not a ton of that uh, that sort of moment of contemplation about mm-hmm. whether or not you should be blowing somebody's head off once they've turned into a zombie. Like some of these people are blowing off the heads of their their fathers and their mothers and yeah. their children. You know, like Ooh, the, that's. The- children scene in the first one was uh oh, yeah. also a tough watch yeah well and also in in the, in the remake you know the uh Mackay pfeiffer uh, yeah, plays a character whose wife is pregnant mm-hmm. and she ends up getting bitten and then he kind of keeps it a secret from everybody she's else pregnant. and she's she's yeah she's pregnant he keeps it a secret from everybody else that she's been bitten and she ends up giving birth <laughs> And then some stuff goes down where she ends up dead, but he's he has his newborn baby daughter, and suddenly is it, is it a daughter though? Well, he said it's a girl. It's a zombie. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't think zombies. I don't think zombies get a. Uh, my my they're point. Just zombies. My point is. My point is that's something that baby Z. That's something that that's something that you don't. I. Yeah. I, maybe I'm maybe I'm not thinking correctly about this. Like maybe they actually do touch on this in a lot of other movies and shows, but. You're you're dealing with the fact that you have to kill your loved ones. Yeah. Yeah. And and he is Couldn't not he's not gonna stand for it. Like that woman come the the, the, crazy. the woman comes in, yeah, he's basically at this point he's not a zombie, but his survival instinct has kicked in in or her his his protective instinct has kicked in. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want his wife dead. And he certainly doesn't want his newborn child dead. He's got like this delusion that it's going to work out. Like, yeah. He knows what's going on. He he has the belt with the uh, duct tape ready at at the ready next to the bed for when she turns. Right. Like he knows it's coming. He's not delusional about it, but he is delusional about the outcome. Like Makai it's almost got... like he thinks that this. Oh, she's got a cold. She'll get better. <laughs> like Makai's gone ape shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I so I get you know like they had to the baby was a zombie. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah, that scene still sucks no matter what because they knew what they had to do and they end up killing the baby. But it's like, 
I was I was sitting there going, it doesn't have any teeth. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll... can't you just let it go for a while? <laughs> just put it in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> it's just, I, it's like it's such a because it. it, it I don't these alternatives seem like better options? Because put, it, put a, it in a zombie, drawer. put the baby in a drawer. Zombie somewhere. can survive in a drawer, <laughs> not a human baby. Don't put a human baby in the drawer, listeners. Well, the, no, the, but the, like what I was saying is like if when you guys you, ever decide to have kids, I think you really need to give him a lesson on what to do with babies. <laughs> I know what to do with zombies. Oh no, I can, I can actually, I can actually tell you that kids kids can last a while in a drawer. <laughs> it is true. At least a full work day. <laughs> they do it every day at my house. Or at least when you're watching when you're watching movies, just lock them in the closet for a couple hours. <laughs> oh man. Um but I don't know, like I it as a father, you know, like I'm 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 I watch that scene and I'm like, there's really no choice. Like you have to kill this no, baby. Yeah, that sucks. absolutely. But that's like that's a that's a tough thing to do, you know. Yeah, I mean they do that in the original with the two kids that mm-hmm. Ken Forey has, and yeah, it's tough. But yeah, <laughs> the baby plus the whole opening of the first of of the remake. Oh yeah, the helicopter stuff with Vivian, the little girl, the next door neighbor, yeah. who oh, just shows yeah, up in yeah. the house and yep. she's already a zombie. Like for some reason, damn. I'd always thought that that was their kid. A lot of people think I don't, that because um, I think it's because he's like not. Like so surprised that there's a random girl in his house. It's yeah. almost like his daughter woke up in the middle of the night and he's just concerned. Yeah. Well, I think I've, that's how I always I mean, took it. They have that one scene where she sees her rollerblading outside, like, "Oh, talk to your mom. I'll you know rollerblade right. with you later." You're absolutely right, but it, but, it yeah, doesn't so play. Fast. It plays out differently though for some reason. Well, I, uh, after that, I I got it. I got it right away. I, I think because I I grew up in a, a smaller town than you guys, so there were actually I can I I could. I can actually think back to a few times where uh, there was uh, two little kids that lived across the street from us. They moved away after a, a couple of years, but um, I think there were like two or three occasions where we woke up in the morning, and the the the, the smallest child, the youngest girl from that family, was in our house. Do you ever think that maybe that's why they moved away? Uh, I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> and like, where the fuck were her parents? Because like, if because this girl was she was tiny. She was she had to only be like I don't know four years old or something like that. Jeez. And I remember I remember waking up one morning and hearing my dad say that she was in our house. And I <laughs> I walk out into the living room and she's wearing uh, green galoshes and like a little uh, like a little kid's nightgown, and she's. She's hopping around on her knees in our living room, just having the having the time of her life. And I was like, and like back then, this sounds terrifying. By the way, <laughs> your face, Mike. My... <clears throat> I'm thinking of like, I'm thinking like, is she like, like some like some exorcism <laughs> shit? No, she was like, no, like she was like singing and she was happy and stuff. And, and who it's gave like, her a key? <laughs> well, we didn't, you know, we didn't used to lock our doors back then. So, because growing up in Bad Axe is prior to. Uh, 1999 when we had the like our very first murder in town nobody locked their doors mm-hmm. so this little girl woke up that morning walked over to our house and just came into our house and started playing in our living room <laughs> it's, that's different worlds yeah we grew up in. <laughs> wow. i don't know why I, like it this was i know you started talking about vivian in the movie but i had to relate it to that story no, for some yeah, reason no, it's, it's, just, it's kind it's, of a bizarre thing that happened yeah. And my, uh, I mean, my parents just kind of took it in stride. Like, they called up the, the Zibbles who lived across the, the street. Zibbles. They're like, 
Sounds your, made up. Your kids in our house. <laughs> the Zibbles. <laughs> no, it was a, we had we had the Zibbles who lived in the house across from us, and then two houses down were the Dibbles. The <laughs> Dibbles. Seriously, the Dibbles and the Zibbles. I'm glad the zombie apocalypse didn't happen in real life. You have like zombie Zibbles running around. <laughs> zombie Zibbles. <laughs> <laughs> zombie zibbles give you the nibbles <laughs> and then you become a zombie um what's uh what's another thing here that uh oh well, the, the music how can you talk about these movies and not talk about the music i don't care about the music oh okay so that's that's, <laughs> that, that's how you do it uh it's it's mostly the music from the 1978 goblin well, even the this is ridiculous even the original or, or the or the remake has some some interesting music choices oh like, well, there's um, that uh who's that lounge? john cleese John Cheese. John Johnny Cheese. Cash? Cheese? Richard Cheese? Richard what are you Cheese. Talking about? Richard Cheese. Hey, come on, get, get down, down with the sickness. You mother get up. Come <laughs> on, get down with the sickness. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's, it's a great... It's, it's the same idea, though, from the original. Because the yeah. original... I original? I original. The original had really misplaced music, it almost seemed like. It was like this really happy music over these kind of just gross, terrifying scenes. Mm-hmm. It was like, there's a weird... Like, juxtaposition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I feel that's probably why they went with the music in the remake uh, for the same thing. You, know, you had that you had that song and then the, uh, the Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. Yeah, for the, See, open, for the whole opening well, sequence was the, the, when the man comes around, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Johnny Cash song was a little more appropriate because he, he, he definitely wrote some dark material. Yeah. Uh, but it's not your go-to totally, for a totally 2004 it's not horror like, film. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. And I know Zack Snyder actually had an issue with the music. The studio did not want that music. No, he, in the movie. oh really? Was, he's, he put his foot down for yep. that. They definitely should not have gone like the the Richard Cheese version of Down with the Sickness was cool and mm-hmm. funny. I really wish they would have left the disturbed version out of it at the end. <sighs> oh yeah, <That> especially was <laughs> it, it was it was like if you're if you're if you're talking oh, about. Wow. Just, if you're talking about Disturbed as a real band that doesn't suck, um, <laughs> which who does that? <laughs> they they used they used the worst part of that song, which is the part where he is talking. Oh, mommy, no, mommy, da, da, da. yeah, it's, <laughs> don't uh, do it again. I'll be a good boy. Yeah. I'll be a good boy. Why is he oh, British dude. all of a sudden? That's how he sounds <laughs> in that song. I'll be a good boy. It's, it's like a that that part of that song is a I'm I'm You're abusive sadistic. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna show my age here, but it, that's, one of those? it's a direct ripoff of a of a corn song. It is. Oh yeah. That whole yeah. Uh, that whole monologue where he's yelling at his mom. Yeah. John Jonathan Davis did that like 12 years earlier, bro. And, and none of us ever yelled at our moms before. A lot of <laughs> yeah, I've, I've literally never yelled at my mom, so I can't relate yeah. to that at all. A lot of singers from bands have mommy issues. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> right, Mike? Yeah. Looking at you. Yeah. I don't talk about that in public. So let's go back to the remakes <laughs> opening real quick because I just want to say that is one of the best moments ever in the movie. Which is that which whole one? opening sequence of her. You know, finding the little girl Vivian, well, her husband getting bit, her driving around the city, and all this chaos yep. is happening all over the place. It's the only so thing awesome. that would have made it better is if that whole opening like ten minutes was a warner. That oh, that's the yeah. only Actually, thing that would yes. make that better. That'd yeah. be Birdman that shit, right? Right. <laughs> There's one part in that opening though that makes me cringe every single time. And it's when she gets forced into the bathroom, and in one sw- like with one flowing movement, she runs to the bathroom, turns around, slams the door shut, falls back into the tub, and fucking 
just rails her head into the against wall. that back tile wall. I wrote and that down. And it doesn't look fake. Like I actually, it, I like actually wondered that myself. With such a thud. I thought that I thought that actress was like knocked the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, how do like, you do that? I actually wondered that myself because I was like, that doesn't look like a stunt double no. unless they like uh, like digitally replaced her face or something or, or like that. Wall, or, or the wall, or the wall was really like wall fake was padded. Yeah, it must have been. Because I mean, if the camera was that high, hard. that must have been a set. The camera. Oh yeah, that oh, yeah. So yeah, that must sure. have been a fake. Soft wall, but it is still, it's but that possible. Looks so painful. It's possible that that, and maybe they say it's on a commentary <clears throat> somewhere. But like, it's possible that stunt person just ran so fast and just kind of lost control of like their their footing and like literally fell into it. It's possible, and then they just used the take because it looked mm-hmm. real. Yeah, that's very but, possible. But like I said, you you can see her face the whole time. It looks like uh, the, the actress, actress Sarah yeah. Sarah Polly the whole time. Like. If that is a stunt double, they did a damn fine job of making her look like Sarah Polly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I yeah, that, like, I, I, I took note of that same shot. That yeah, was crazy. It's painful to watch. <laughs> I can't watch. My, my heart skips a beat every time. <laughs> Not because it's scary. I'm just I'm worried about the well being of that actress. Like, <laughs> You're like, oh, she just got a concussion. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Pretty much. <clears throat> that, that same thing happens to me when I watch Home Alone 2. There is a moment in Home Alone 2, and it's not what you think. <laughs> it's literally him setting up traps. He's like, there's this big gaping hole in the house that he's like setting up traps, yep. and he's moving like plywood, and he moves plywood. He puts his fingers at the end of it, and then scrapes it across right to the edge of the hole, and every time I just imagine his fingernails getting caught, oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't watch it. I don't know why. Is there but anything that's... worse than seeing fingernails getting ripped back in movies? Oh, yeah. No, that's not good. <laughs> you can watch people get their heads smashed in, or yep. get, get like, like drawn and quartered. Severed, yeah. yeah. But fingernails. <laughs> fingernails and eyes. And on the uh, on the going continuing on to that intro uh, of the remake, you have she eventually gets into a helicopter. Yes. And you see, or, or, wait, or, what? No, well, no she doesn't get into it. But the, <laughs> no, you see. No, I'm sorry. The helicopter shot yeah. zooms out. I'm sorry. So it goes into a helicopter. Um, and there's that shot of the car that's skidding into the gas station yep. and just hits the hits the the, the gas pump and just and it's just a beautifully shot scene. Yeah. Like it yeah. really is. It's that awesome. was pretty obviously CGI. Oh that part. yeah, like well, I mean it had that, to be. Well, obviously, but uh, can I blow up your gas station? <laughs> We're making this well, really cool well, movie. Well, no, it's I just, really groovy. I, I just mean like the actual <laughs> look of those two cars like skidding into each other was pretty. Well, actually, sure. I don't. Pretty, I don't know. It did look really good. It did, yeah. I'm not. I couldn't so, do it. Something about it was CGI, but I don't know which part. Um, uh, leading up to that though, like her, the part where she's driving the car through the subdivision, I love that whole part because yeah. it's kind of where you first start to get a glimpse of the chaos. You get like, so much information. Her, hus- too, just her from husband that- is her husband is running after her in the car, and I love I love the fact that he's. He's just sprinting after her, barefoot, just covered in blood because he just got his jugular ripped out by Vivian. Mm-hmm. And he he kind of does a double take because he sees a living human human and just veers off to the left. And then oh, you yeah. see him attack the person in their front yard. Too. And she just pieces out oh, in her car. So animalistic yeah. and freaky. I, and that's what I think is so scary about the... Like, I've always thought, like, oh, like we've said before... Oh, zombie apocalypse would be kind of fun because we'd make weapons and we'd hold up somewhere and we'd, we'd just do what they do in, in movies like 
1978 version or Shaun of the Dead where you throw records at their faces and stuff. <laughs> but fast-moving zombies? I wouldn't survive that I, for no. more than five Holy minutes. Shit. You know? Nope. nope. And, and that's... Oh, sorry. Go, no, go, go. Um, so the original, you know, they get in a helicopter and fly. Well, you'd think that would be the best thing to do mm-hmm. if there were fast-moving zombies. Right. But no, they're just wandering on foot in small numbers, and they meet up outside of a mall. And they're like, oh, we're going to the mall. It's true. It's like, how are you still alive? There's fast-moving zombies right. running around. And, and you don't have any weapons. And, 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 you're in a, and you're in a city, too. I could understand that if you're out in a rural yeah. area, rural area somewhere. And they shoot a gun the, the rural like, juror. really recklessly in the beginning, too. That would cause a lot of noise. Yeah. And once one hears you, they hoard on you. Yeah, they sc- she she crashes her car, and then she meets up with Ving Rhames, and then they meet three random people with no weapons. Yeah. Or maybe Mackay has a gun. By the way, Mackay Pfeiffer is a total asshat in that point. At yes. that point, because he sees them, he he can clearly see Ving Rhames is holding a shotgun, which a zombie doesn't do. And he fires off like three or four shots at them, uh, and he's like, oh, I thought... Flyboy held a gun when he was a zombie in the first and the original. That's true. It's dangling off his finger when he's he's walking mm. through the mall. He was he by <laughs> by happenstance he was holding a gun, but Ving Rhames is like you know he's got this thing shouldered ready to fire it. Yeah. And Mackay Pfeiffer shoots three or four shots off at him and says, "Oh, I thought they were zombies or whatever the fuck he I'd says." Like, and it's like, no man, like you you can clearly see they're humans. They're not they're not zombies. And then you just alerted every other zombie in the area that. Yeah. That, that but that's that survival instinct, though, kind of like CJ yeah. in the remake. Like it's a, you don't you almost don't want anybody else in your party because they're going to use up resources. Yeah. But if you truly had that survival instinct, you would you would make damn sure that you were looking at a zombie before you fired True. off around. Because True. as soon Wasting as you ammo. shoot a gun, those zombies hear where you are. Well, yeah, yeah, and that. That's you know. true. That's yeah, very true. Yeah, no zombie. Yeah, he shoots a bunch of rounds at big rams, and no zombie comes towards them. What are you saying, Aaron? I was just saying that there was a point in the remake where somebody shot ammo at a guy so he wouldn't get eaten. Yeah. You know, and I felt like that's love, you know. If you're going to shoot... Oh, that's C- <laughs> that was CJ. Waste a bullet on you, that's, that's love. CJ's arc, because CJ does that, I think, right? Oh, no, it was, uh, no, it was... It was, uh, uh, what the hell's his name? Um, it was the guy, it was the guy, it was one of the security dudes. It was, but, like, the it was, no, it was Tucker, it was the uh, the good old boy. The who, good boy they security were, They were down, yes. yeah. it was after they went to Andy's gun shop. Which we should talk about Andy, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was after they went to Andy's gun shop, and he falls down the sewer and breaks his legs. Yes. So yep. CJ hands him the guns, and he's dragging him backwards through the... Oh, yeah. And, I love that. Yeah, and, that's such a great way and, of doing and that. And Tucker, yeah, I love that. Tucker's, shoot Tucker's shooting them. It's kind of like the scene in... Uh, Oh no, never mind. It's not like that scene at all. Funny as but yeah, he's he's shooting up, and then he starts to get eaten, and he looks at he looks shoot at CJ. Me. He's like, yeah. "Shoot me!" And CJ yeah. pops him off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the funniest part about that whole scene, though, is that when Tucker's being dragged backwards, he's got like the tiniest little T Rex arms with his guns. <laughs> like they're like, so close to his body. <laughs> <laughs> That was my. That always cracks me up whenever I saw it. But Andy, yes, we need to spend yeah, some time on Andy. Andy. Um, so the remake. One of the ways that the remake differs a lot is that the remake introduces a lot more characters. First off, uh, both good and bad. Right. Um, you get you get a whole truckload of people that come into the mall before you know the the outbreak happens. Basically, mm-hmm. literally um, a truckload. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, side note: 
How awesome is Ty Burrell in this movie? <laughs> he's amazing. He's such a dick. He's, so, he's, a, he's the best kind of dick. <laughs> um, just getting that out of the way. Uh, Ty Burrell, you'd know from Modern Family. Right. What's his character's name in Modern? Uh, I don't watch it. So. Phil, Phil Dumpty. Phil, yep. Um, yeah, I know. I don't watch Modern Family. Get over it. Um, so after you get these people, whatever, uh, you the security guards are... You know, CJ's still kind of a dick. The good old boy, or, uh, uh, not the good old boy. The what's the, the good old boys? What's the other guy? The the super just red or redneck uh, other security guard. Yeah, that guy. Oh, I can't think of his name. The guy who really thinks Tom Savini and calling the zombie a twitcher was awesome. Yeah, was like, yeah, 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 I want to be that guy. Uh, simple minded, not Terry. <laughs> simple minded. Terry man. was like the new guy, right? Yeah. Let's call so, him simple-minded man. Yeah, we'll call. So, <laughs> of the three security guards, though, you have Terry, who eventually joins the rest of the group because he sees through CJ's bullshit. You mm-hmm. have CJ, and then basically the dude that would follow CJ anywhere. Um, so this new this truckload of people comes in or whatever. They basically integrate. Terry's part of the group. CJ eventually becomes part of it, sort of. But then they meet this dude across the street named Andy. He's by himself. He uh, he's on top of a he owns a gun store and his and his gun works or world I gun, think world. It's gun world and uh, they're they basically they form this relationship via Just, uh, via uh, blackboard or yeah. whiteboard which they had walkie talkies though why didn't they well talk he didn't on that he didn't have, have a walkie talkie yeah well they'd have to deliver one of their walkie talkies that's to right him the to dog talk. the dog brought a walkie over. Yeah, he, he had a sh- he had a. But before that, they were just writing on whiteboard. Yeah. Didn't he have a CB though in his? Because did you guys watch that? Uh, oh. Did you guys watch that? Yes. Uh, feature. Andy's Andy's like video log yep. for the terrifying last days of Andy. It's one of the special features. Not to mention, what self-respecting gun store doesn't have some sort of like military walkie-talkies? That's true. For like for hunting and stuff like that, yep. you know. So I feel like he probably had some. I mean, never mind. This movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so they they basically befriend Andy though. They they play chess with him via you know blackboard whiteboard. Right. They have the greatest game ever where they find celebrity lookalikes <laughs> down in in the the sea of zombies on the street, and Andy's just just picking them off one by one. It's that's what I would do every day forever and just never get sick of it until you die. Never get sick of it. <laughs> That's that's where like that's that's something that I've always questioned. It's like because I'm I'm uh, I like to think a relatively good person. Like I don't want to kill anybody, but once everybody turns into zombies, are, are, am I okay? Like I'm okay with protecting myself if one is coming at me. Yeah. But is sitting there and picking them off with a sniper rifle is that something that I would do? To me, at this at that point, it's no different than shooting beer bottles for target practice. They're not alive. Yeah, yeah what they're it means dead. Is, like, is there ever going to be a cure? That's what the question is. If there's ever going to be a cure. Yeah, like what if there's still hope for those people in some way? Maybe, yeah. maybe it's the pessimist in me. But <laughs> like, like, no, they're gone. No, it's not even that. Go <laughs> well, all the people who probably would be able to make a cure. Well, they're probably zombies now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, what are the odds that that one person that could crack it just suddenly made it out of this? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> if we have one thing that I've learned about these movies, dumb people survive, and like intellectual people don't. My brother that, was that, like, that's... <laughs> because they think that they can do something exactly. about it. Well, everybody exactly. now knows, like, shoot a zombie in the head, just don't even think about it. And yeah. I was like that too. And my brother was like. But if it happened in real life, what if they're like, everyone has a cure. Oh, we, we haven't talked to that city. Oh, they killed everyone. They slaughtered well, all of them. That's what Will Smith, genius Will Smith, did in I Am Legend. Mm-hmm. He tried to find a cure. 
Which okay. is ironic because if you actually know the backstory to I Am Legend, he's actually the bad guy. Spoilers. What? In well, the original novelization of I Am Legend, Will Smith, because he's the only human, he's like the boogeyman to this whole other race of people. Oh, right. And he comes out at night and kills them. That's why they don't come out during the day, or that's why they don't come out during the day. Because if they come out during the day, he kills them. He's the boogeyman. That's why the the, the zombies in I Am Legend only come out at night. That's only in the novelization, but still. I think they I, uh, there's de- not to get it. Well, I don't know why we're getting into <laughs> I Am Legend, but I think there's deleted scenes from I Am, Le- I Am Legend that kind of get that yeah. point across. Yeah, I think there are. That too. there's actually more humanity than what he thinks yep. is inside yep. of them. They're just yeah yeah. There's a whole deleted ending. We're getting way off topic. There's a whole deleted <laughs> deleted ending though, where they just want their person back mm-hmm. that he has so, locked so, up yeah. in, the, in right. his lab. Someday mm-hmm. that movie is going to be made and it's going to be good. <laughs> I liked I Am Legend. Hey, yeah. That was all right. I... It could be so much better. I guess let's see. Can you agree with that? He should have said "Welcome to Earth" a couple times. Yeah, that would that would have. <laughs> that, that Earth. I know you got Will Smith. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, anyway, Andy, back to Andy. Yeah. So, so they befriend Andy, and he becomes part of the crew, even though he's not really with them. When they decide to leave, they have to pick him up because, you know. Well, he's, he's also the reason Ving Rhames didn't just leave, because Ving Rhames was ready to leave, but then True. he saw Andy, and he's like, "No, there's a reason to stay. There right. are more people here that yep. could help." Because Ving Rhames the entire time is trying to leave Get uh, to his because brother. his brother is at uh, Fort Myers, Fort Myers. I don't remember. Eh, a fort. A fort. He built a fort <laughs> out of some blankets, and that's where he was staying. Um, <laughs> yeah. Andy's like just someone in the outside of this mall that they talk to via whiteboard, and they play games with him. Yep. They get to know him. He's a friend, He's and they never really talked to him yet. Well, they decide he, he... One of the saddest parts of the remake is when he puts up the sign that just says Hungry. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that kind of tore at my heartstrings because that would happen. Like that guy's probably yeah. only got like a fridge full of like a lunch for a day. Yep. you know, like maybe a little bit more. But we've got them all. That's I guess that's another thing that I take issue with because when, if you if you look at uh, if if you watch the special features where it's the like the last days of Andy, the guy seems like kind like the the type of guy who you would describe as a prepper. Yeah, but they don't show like, it though, so like you can't owns, really like go owns, down the limb saying a, that. He owns a gun store. Like, I, for me, I don't know. This is this is just like a sweeping generalization, but like to me, people who own gun stores, especially uh, that type of guy, uh, they just it seems like they would be prepared for anything. Well, here's a question for you all: How long are they in that mall in the remake? I think they're in it for a long time. Yeah, personally, it seems like because there's that montage where they go through, kind of showing them like really setting say, up shop. Like, like they've kind of two, come three come, months, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I it does seem online, like quite a while. It was uh, like 29 days, but I don't know if that's accurate. Oh, actually, you know, uh, it, do they actually talk about it? No, but there's timestamps on Andy's uh, video logs. Oh. I think you know what it is. I think it's uh I think it's from May seventh to like May twenty ninth or something okay. like that. So about so a month. About, about a month, month yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh but at a gun store though, yeah, if he's a prepper, that's all at his house. It wouldn't be at his place of business. I don't know. Preppers I thought usually set up shit everywhere. Maybe for a month's worth, but after that he gets hungry. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <Come on. laughs> and then he Jay, eats his goldfish. Oh. You own a gun. Are you a prepper? Gotta be prepped. 
He's <laughs> he, he, he doesn't own a gun shop though, so this is all the prep he needs. <laughs> anyway, if the zombie apocalypse starts, he's got a fridge full of some uh, nice beers and in yeah. a drum set, a drum set, a bunch of guitars, and he there you could go. There you go. he could sit down here and write the next great American that nobody will uh, ever hear yeah. because everyone's dead. Well, but what if I just write music that zombies love? Ooh. And then I become their friends, and I just get I throw concerts with like ten thousand zombies just standing out there, just with their Jay's, arms in the air. Jay's the uh, Jay's the savior, the zombie whisperer. He's the what? Do you, what do you, what's the the guy that played the flute and all the children following the Pied Piper? Oh yeah, yeah. Jay, Jay would be the zombie piper. He's just playing his music, and all the zombies are following behind. Him. <laughs> And I think they're like actually just cheering for me, but they're reaching for me to try to eat me. And I'm like, yeah, stage dive, and then I'm dead because they eat me. Oh, speaking of eating stuff, does in uh, in in any of George Romero's zombie movies, do they ever specifically talk about the zombies being after brains? No, uh, or is that's, that... a, that's a Return of the Living Dead thing. Yep. Is it okay? Yep. All right, because I was, I was gonna say like I've it, they, which is actually a sequel to Night of the Living Dead, technically. So kind if of you're, yeah, if you're going Except into they the... talk about the movie Night of the Living Dead yeah, in it. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's a movie called Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Um, so all right, we are fastly approaching the two-hour mark on this podcast. We got to start. Uh, That's good. We got a three-hour special tonight. No, last, wait, sorry. Last last thing, all three of us. Is there one thing that we did not talk about that? You want to mention? Yeah, final, I got a bunch final, of stuff. Final thoughts. I got a bunch of stuff here. Just Pick one. Rattle it okay. off. Just rattle it off real quick. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> okay, Roger. In the original Dawn of the, Dawn of the Dead, Roger has amazing lines, one-liners. Yes. Okay, we got this, man. We got this by the ass. <laughs> and and oh yes, the whole moment where he get he's bit right. He's uh-huh. laying in the bed. He realizes and he's like talking to Ken Forey about like I don't. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to not come back. And I think that's I love that scene so much because every zombie movie since then has ripped that <laughs> off in some way. Like. There's always like, oh, maybe they won't come back yeah. a zombie. Mm-hmm. Or like, there's spe- always that I'm question. I'm special. I'll fight it. He's the one that's like, I'm going to fight it. I'm yeah. going to do it. And he's like, I don't want to be walking around like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I love that. That guy's performance it's was so, so ridiculous, over the top, but it worked. But yeah. it works. It, so in the, re- in the remake, would that be the... Uh, um, the, the, the dad? The dad? Yeah. The guy from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Um, oh, my God. He's the neighbor. Yeah. What? He's the neighbor in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's why he looks familiar. Oh. Okay. Oh You're right. Yeah. I don't, I don't, Three I guess, an hour ago. I don't we think he really that. does that, though. Well, he, in, the, in the remake. No, but, but he tries, but, though. He but tries, there's, not but so there's overtly. Kind of, but. There's kind of like a... Uh, between him and his daughter, where he where he just... Well, I think it's I think it's more of a denial sort of thing. Yeah. Like, they say, well, no, maybe... Because they don't... At that point, they don't know 100%. Or he's just bite. trying to let his daughter down... More, you know, oh, no, it's not gonna, it's like, not gonna <laughs> I thought you were gonna end it right no, there. He's just trying to let his daughter down. Just <laughs> <laughs> worst father ever. The other thing with the original, I know that going to a blood pressure machine is a lot of fun, okay? Yeah. But why would you pick the two most inopportune times to do it? First, when you're being shot at. This oh. is a raider. Yeah. You're, and they literally, the line is like, why are you doing that now? We're being shot at. <laughs> and then the second time is when zombies are attacking you, to which you lose your arm to the machine. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> All right. This doesn't make sense. All right, James, what about you? 
Uh, what are you looking for? I and forgot and the question. And last, just last, uh, last oh. comments, thoughts. Uh, last comments and thoughts. Um, I. Or anything you wanted to bring up that we didn't talk about? No, I don't. I don't really think so. I, I think we pretty much touched on everything I I liked about all both these movies. I I I honestly, like we said at the beginning, I think that uh, I love the original. It's a classic. It's always going to be as far as zombie movies go, and as far as how burnt out on zombie movies I've gotten in the past few years. Like this is one that I can always go back and watch. Yeah, without both, getting yeah. Sick. both of them or uh, yeah, honestly. Because I I love the original and I also really I also really like the the 2004 version. Yeah. So I don't know. All right, I got three three things. Oh, I'm sorry. I have I have one criticism for What's the that? remake. I don't like that she falls in love with Michael at the end. Or oh no, you think she forgot about her husband too quickly? Yeah, I, I know it's been 29 too. days, but like you don't need it. You can still like uh, admire maybe, each other. Perhaps he was a cheating bastard, and she just hadn't found <laughs> the, the right moment to break it off. To, to that to that point, I actually I I did take a little bit of an issue with that too because there was there really was no uh, there there didn't seem to be much of a, a spark between them at all throughout yeah. the entire movie until there's one there's one point when they're out in the uh, fortified truck that that they just got done putting together and. He's showing her uh, how he can put a chainsaw through the slot so he can, like, saw zombies in half. And she looks at him and she goes, that might be the most romantic thing anybody's ever told me. And then all of a sudden you see, like, oh, they have some sort of thing going on. You know what, though? Or is that the moment that sparked it? But I'm like... No, even before that. either, Either way, like, there was no really, like... There was no setup for that romance. Like they didn't gradually start to get romantic with each other. Like they were pretty matter of yeah. fact throughout the entire movie until that very moment where she goes, "That might be the most romantic yeah, thing she, anyone's ever said." She gives him shit when he's like going to kill uh, the dad, right? And she's like, "Oh, go kill him now! Go yeah. on, Michael." Yeah. People change, Mike. <laughs> Over the course of twenty days. Oddly enough, I think the the, the spark of their romance, though. Was after he they're at dinner, and after he told the group that he's been divorced three times, suddenly I think that's when her spark came. Uh, I think it was when he said that. <laughs> it's like, oh, you've been divorced three times. You must be really good at this. Like, yeah. I, f- I feel like I can fix him. <laughs> oh, he's a fixer. Um, okay, real quick. Sorry, oh, last, Jesus Christ, Mike. Sorry. Last thing about the remake, the end credits. Yeah, first found footage zombie film. Oh yeah, right? yeah, sort of. Yeah. All right, that's it. Yeah. Go on. And that, that no, well, and it, yeah, and it, yeah, and it was just so hopeless. Like you, <laughs> yeah. like you, you think like going to the island is a really good idea, and it's just like no, that yep. that was a terrible idea. Yep. Okay, I got three things. Oh jeez. One, uh, I did not like uh, something overall about the remake. The look of the remake, I hated it. The contrast. That's a pretty is big so... thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't like the way the whole no, no. movie. I don't know. Maybe, looked. maybe it's just me. The contrast is turned up so high. Yeah, no. On the remake, like the whites are literally piercing. Sometimes like, there's a, no definition because the contrast is turned up so high and the brightness is turned down so low. It dates it, it to 2004. It really, like, it really does, and it bothers me when I look at it. And mm-hmm. it's really weird because everything I watch on my TV looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fix your TV, Mike. Fair, fair enough. Uh, but you know what I'm saying, though, right? Like, yes. it's 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 hard to watch sometimes. Like, it's really like, it just looks like a bad music video. 
It looks like, like from the zombie time. apocalypse redemption. Yeah, it's just, it's, but, but the problem is, though, is that we didn't do that intentionally. They did. <laughs> um, okay. The second thing is, uh, and I just found this extremely interesting, uh, at the end of the original, uh, you have uh, Ken Forhey's character, who you think is going to commit suicide, and then suddenly he has like a change in uh, uh, perception heart, or change of heart. heart or mood. And mood, yeah. Just kidding. It was a mood piece. He changed it. Um <laughs> And he fights back or whatever, and he goes up and tries to you know see her. She's in the helicopter. They both get in. They get away. The original script was way fucking darker. The original script was he shoots himself in the head, and then she looks out at the sea of zombies coming and decides to end it, and she sticks her head in the helicopter blades. Damn. Like, that's how the movie ends on script. They shot some of it, but didn't shoot it at yeah, all. Yeah, pretty crazy. It's a pretty brutal ending. Um, and the very last thing, and probably the most, uh, I'd say the most important part of the movie that we didn't talk about, mm -hmm. that Lindy Booth. <laughs> I was waiting for the right time. <laughs> can we can we just take a moment though to appreciate Lindy Booth? You're, you're gonna end this. You're gonna end this exactly. on you being a perv. <laughs> exactly how I'm ending it. <laughs> I, Tell I'll me just, I'm wrong. I'll just... Tell me I'm wrong. I'll just comment real quick because I forgot I had another I made, note. I made the sound effect. You know how I feel. Yeah. I'm upset. Uh, just so you know, the European version takes out a lot of the humor, including the helicopter blade kill of the zombie. That famous... Oh, the original? Does it really? Yeah, it takes well, the that The helicopter out. does look like Frankenstein, though, anyway. It looks anyway, so weird. Yeah, so you can huge. tell he's got a prosthetic yeah. on the top of his head. Yeah. Um, but uh, most of it is the yeah. same. It, a, lot, a lot of the a lot of the fat though is trimmed. Mm -hmm. I act, as, as far as the uh, the original goes, I prefer the European cut. I prefer the Goblin soundtrack. There's a lot more of that that 80s like synth like like heavy synth music in it. Uh, a lot of the fats trimmed out. The whole beginning I think is actually gone. I didn't the whole look TV in, studio thing. I believe is gone. I didn't look into it, but it was uh, something that I noticed, which was weird, is uh, you know because Goblin went on to do you know a lot of Dario Argento stuff and, <laughs> and all that, but. Uh, it was they were called or the goblins. The goblins yep. when it for uh, oh, yeah. they might have been Dawn credited wrong though too though because this was the American release so it's possible they were just credited wrong. Wasn't it, it because because he had, because say, Goblin had worked with Dario Argento for years before that. Didn't the yeah. musical credit go to Dario Argento and the goblins though? Yeah, I yeah, think maybe. he. I think had it did. Some. He was also the producer. The, he was, no, he was a script supervisor. He was the financial backing to the movie, though. That movie would not have gotten made without the financial backing of Dario Argento. Yeah. That's why they had the agreement to where Romero can cut it for U.S., Argento can cut it for Europe. They, right. they, it, was, it was a whole... Uh, I didn't know that he had agreement. that much to do with it, actually. I didn't realize that, but oh, yeah, he was no. all over that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so. if you're asking around, who what's your favorite version of the original? Mine yeah. is theatrical, but I do like the European for the okay. music, and I like like the helicopter scene. I think is an improvement that scene alone. But I do I don't know I I yeah. always go back to the theatrical. Okay, okay. One answer, one word answer, and then we're done. Remake or original? Original. 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 I they're, they're <laughs> I, how can you not? The remake's great. I love the remake though. Yeah, the I remake's really really, good. really really love the remake. Um. But yeah, the original. I mean, just I think it wins out just for prosperity's sake. <laughs> On principle, you mean? 
And when are we yes. getting a re- when are we getting a remake of Diary of the Dead? It's so it's the next uh, one missing. We're getting a remake of Day of the Dead. There's already been one. That's, and that that's one already was been one. Starring Ving Rhames, which is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. It's terrible. We're it's not talking about it, but awful. You're talking about he, it. All right. He survived that whole uh, fiasco at the end of oh, Dawn man, of the totally Dead. Survived. Yeah, he um, jumped back on the ship and <laughs> took off. All right. Uh, so that was Dawn of the Dead. 87 and... 78. 78. There you go. Dyslexic. 78 and 2004. Yeah. It'd be great if there was one made in 87. That would be awesome. All right. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram, and old episodes on Horror Amino. <laughs> I swear to God I'm going to get back on there one of these days, but he's, who knows. He's lying. Uh, uh, you can find us there at uh, the Buzzed Kill Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC. You can find us on. Uh, well, you're already listening to us on something, but you can also <laughs> find us on iTunes. Um, you know, give us a rating, give us five stars, tell us we're good at pinball. I'm okay with that. Uh, Gorgar, Gorgar in particular. Gorgar in the, particular. The game Gorgar. <laughs> if you want to find Jay Raj, you can find out all social media at Ocean Recording and also go to www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs. I didn't think that you were going to quit with the W. I thought you were going All right. Vito, thank you so much for coming back. Thank you for having me. We love having you. You're always here in spirit, but... Having you here in the studio is like a fraction of a percent better, and it, and it's and it's it's great. And and <laughs> keep, and keep keep the corrections coming from California because I like when Mike looks like an idiot. <laughs> in fairness, it doesn't take a whole lot, so don't give him too much credit. <laughs> Aaron, thank you for sitting in again. For sure, it was awesome. I hope you enjoyed my 18th hand wine that I gave you. <laughs> <laughs> Just chugging that shard. All right, boys. Cheers. Adios. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth.